When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Coast to coast and around the world, it's Super Bowl 58. Who are you picking? Uh, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. All right, me too. Trying to take the lead. Mahomes goes for it right away. Wide open. Touchdown. Valdez Scantling. The Chiefs have the first lead in the Super Bowl. But not because of Pat Mahomes I- implicitly. I just, I think this is the best coaching job that Andy Reid has done. The Chiefs' offense hasn't been as good as they've been in years past, but they're playing their best football to date. I like the Chiefs, man. How about a little overtime from Las Vegas? Wouldn't expect any different. Nick Wright. Let's talk about why the Chiefs are going to kick the Niners at. My favorite Mahomes anecdote ever is he had one of those devices that measures your heart rate on during the epic overtime divisional round game against Buffalo from a couple years ago. Mahomes only had an elevated heart rate when he was on the sideline. So he got anxious and nervous <laughs> when he couldn't when control Josh it. Allen had the ball. And once he got the ball, he was calm. That speaks to who he is. So here you go, Tony. Touchdown drive would win the Super Bowl. Well, you have the right guy to do it. You think he's comfortable in this situation? Patrick Mahomes has turned himself into the best of whatever the situation demands. Mahomes cradles it and goes down to the 13-yard line. He cut the tension with a knife everywhere. There's both sides of the ball, but I can tell you right now, he knows how to win the game. He knows when to be aggressive, when not to be. In the shotgun, Mahomes, four-man front, receiver in motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown! It's caught! Hartman caught the ball! The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won! Jackpot, Kansas City! For the first time, in 6,944 days, there is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs. Game-winning drive of Mahomes' career. He's been waiting for his one Super Bowl. He's never had it in an overtime. He is the best. He is the standard. Your Michael Jordan wins it again. How about a little? Hey, Elvis never had it better than that right there. Let me tell you. One, two, three. And here we go, Jim. Here we go. Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Never a more appropriate time for a here we go, Jim, here we go, Tony. 
to start this show. Man, they have a very special relationship. I love you, man. I just want to say I love you. Oh, we're going to be golfing together next week, and we're going to do this for at least six more years on our contracts? Okay, well, I got to say I love you, man. It's. I wonder how Nance really feels, <laughs> and I wonder what he chose to say or not to Tony after Tony stepped all over the front and the back of the call for the Super Bowl. I think he just wiped his tears with $100 bills, had some burnt toast, and gave him a necktie. He might, he might not even be upset about it. He might be uh, yeah. totally fine. Yeah. But, boy, that was I, – I thought it, Romo was interesting. We'll talk about it later. But, like, man, they just – their chemistry is a very interesting component of the broadcast. All game. right, speaking well, of chemistry, you guys are both standing up right now. It's exciting. You it's never cool. stand up, both of you, to start the show. We usually, You're both standing. We usually stand for transition. You know? right. yeah. And right. sometimes I go to sit and transition. I'm like, wait, everybody else is standing. That makes me look like the old guy. We barely, You're pumped. We barely did transition today because they went late with golf. Yeah, so thank normally, God. Normally, yeah, we normally, I'm tired of them. Nor, normally, we stand for about the first 20 minutes of talking. It's a big day. So, you know, Layla a big had day. a meeting. Bouncing, bouncing <laughs> around. And it was Super Bowl, man. It was fun. It's, like, it's a lot of stuff. It's the end of the NFL season, but the beginning of the Bears season. And the beginning right? of also of baseball season. It's the beginning of the Bears season uh-huh. is what it is today. Today, which we'll start with Pulse Position coming up at three when we will unveil a trend. We will talk broadcast. We will talk uh-huh. uh, commercials. We will talk concerts. We will talk legacy. We will talk about the games. And, you guys and, got to say welcome back to Danny Mendick. You were the see? first ones to welcome Danny Mendick, Danny Magamendick, back and, to Chicago. And we're in day 103 of an absolutely broken baseball offseason. But, yeah, it was nice to have Danny Mendick. Hey, the story of the Super Bowl picks, though, was Kaylee Chelios. Am I right? We're going to, yeah, yeah. I mean, my we, God. I think we had a couple people picking. Don't worry, people. We we know that people picked 22 yeah. as, a, as a point total. And you laughed at and them. And then I mocked them. You scoffed. I, That's your move. I, I, I'm a known scoffer. You are. You're one of the best I've ever seen. What am I supposed to do? Uh, it's my love language. <laughs> I need to change. I have therapy tomorrow. You know what's tough is that it's nobody else's love language. Usually, That's like, the problem. You try to find a pair for a love language that works. Like, no. I love words of validation. Well, I'm good at giving those. That's great. Let's. It's get not it. Steph's. Yeah, she doesn't love the scar. No, I can't imagine. Yeah, you, you don't love the scar. That's true. Tanny and Shane, I can't imagine love the scar. I've never asked. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It, you it, scoff it, at the very uh, idea of asking. I know. memory serves. But how about this? No. Did people uh-huh. in this room yeah, yeah, yeah. know what was going on at the end of the Super Bowl? You mean when the fourth <laughs> quarter ended? Like, like trust tree here, because I can honestly say, and I have the text to prove it, that I did. But I was alarmed at the people that I was texting with and their sports acumen, the the number of dollars that they have wagered on the NFL, uh-huh. the, the number of games that they've watched, the media positions that they hold, who did not know what was going on in the Super Bowl. That's I, a, I, I think that there's legitimately 80-plus million people in America, if not more, that were watching the Super Bowl that did not know what was going on in that overtime. I, I think that is true. That's incredible. I, I did know <laughs> because I hated the old overtime rule for years, forever, uh, you know, way before the Josh Allen and Mahomes game, which broke the thing, although it had also happened a couple years before. Yeah. Because each team should always get a possession. And I used to advocate for that with Mac. Like, so I, I've talked about it. 
So, so I did know, but I was definitely the only person in my room full of 20 or 22 people at a Super Bowl party who knew. I had to, like, keep, like, answering to people and trying to clarify. And then when there's a minute and a half and it's going down on the first quarter clock of overtime, yes, people were still like, why aren't they calling a timeout? And at first I thought they meant, oh, they should be calling a timeout because the defense is gassed. But, no, they were confused. And I have a fix for that, by the way. Okay. Eliminate the clock. No. No, no, no. Listen. Can't eliminate the clock. Yes, you absolutely can. Here's how. Eliminate the clock. Each team gets one possession in overtime, and if you have to continue after that, then you switch sides. Don't switch sides in the traditional 15 minutes a quarter. Switch sides after each team gets a possession because the clock is what confuses the hell out of you, and the clock, frankly, doesn't freaking matter. That makes it, So you're saying make it more like college football. But, yeah, so but, just if have, the, but if the game is outdoors and there is an, an actual uh, advantage to going one way or the other, uh-huh. that's the idea of why you would switch sides so that there is actually a choice in terms of which direction you kick the ball. So switch sides after each team gets one possession. So you do switch sides right, still, but, but right. you don't do it based on the clock because the clock is 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 not an issue. But it's not. But it's not confusing if people would if they would have just explained it earlier in the game. I think. Hey, when this because when this when the quarter ends, when the first fifteen minutes of overtime ends, we're going to take a commercial break. Commercials matter in the Super Bowl, uh-huh. and we're going to switch ends of the field. And we're going to pick right back up where we left off as if it was between the first and the second I, quarter. I agree that they should have, Nance and Romo should have explained before the clock was dwindling and Tony did it awkwardly what was happening. The reason for everyone at home why you're not taking a timeout, just so everyone knows, is because it's just the first quarter in overtime. That's how you have to think of it, okay? The reason they're not taking it or not because we don't just say at zero, we end the game. It's the end of the first quarter, and you move to the second quarter. That's why, because I can only feel the number of people out there being like, what's going on? He's, a, he's 100% correct, by the way. All of that was 100% correct if delivered a little awkwardly and certainly late in the process. Right, exactly. He, it was, they should have done that with three minutes left in the overtime period. You know, so that it wasn't leading right up to a play with seven seconds left from the three or four yard line when you're stepping on Nance's final call and the Super Bowl could end. He should be saying this play could end the Super Bowl, then let Nance take it away. So that was awkward on the delivery. They should have made it clearer sooner. I don't think that Shanahan's decision to take the ball is as egregious as people are making it out to be. I think it is incorrect. But I think it's close, and I think that he has some key data on his sideline that we just can't simply know. The Chiefs had the ball at the end of regulation. They drove down the field. Uh His defense was on the field. If they have to send their defense right back out, how gassed is his defense? Absolutely. We don't know the answer to that. We don't we're not, know. We're not, we're not there. He's not going to talk about that. He's not going to say, my guys were tired. He's down Dre Greenlaw. And who's the other guy, number 27, who got hurt hitting Kelsey, whoever right, that right. was. So he, he's not going to admit publicly, my guys were tired. Right? He's not, he's not going to say that after right. the game. He's not going to throw so, his guys under the hook. So but, that's a factor in his I, mind. I think that's a factor in his mind. I still think, all things considered, you want the ball second because you want to know what you need 
do I need a field goal? Do I need a touchdown? If I need a touchdown, can I go for two? And I've got four downs to play with. I kind of like the idea of having it first because you set the template. You go down there, and if you get the seven, then the pressure is on them to come back and do it. And I actually give a little bit of credence to the thing you said where you do want it third because – that, that's the other factor because he said you wanted third and I, I know that that has been laughed at by people but I don't think that's something to laugh at because if you do come out of it then you only have to complete your third drive for three points and you win and it's over the only problem with that is is that you're playing for a situation where it might never come whereas if you take the ball second you're the first person who's guaranteed a chance to end the game. That's true. And and, and Andy Reid said, because they had communicated about it clearly, that they were going to go for two at, if, if they, they were the second touchdown. and they needed the touchdown, so not even give that third drive a chance to happen. And you saw what happened. I mean, there, there were a couple of things that I thought were pretty interesting. When MVS caught the ball, got spun back, and then didn't go down, and yeah. he gave it up, and they ended up in second and 14. Uh-huh. They knew it was four-down territory. So all they did was get a five-yard pass or a six-yard pass right after it. No panic. We don't need a chunk play here. We just have to get some of it back to make third and fourth down manageable. That's a huge advantage. If you have that happen and you have the ball first – you are more likely to be throwing the ball down the field and pressing because you feel like you need 14 yards in two plays as opposed to three. So I think knowing that you have four downs to play with is interesting. And then this hypothetical I haven't seen discussed anywhere. We did do it a little bit on first and pod last night. When Andy Reid goes for it on fourth and one from his own 34-yard line, Yeah. do you think he does that if they get the ball first? Uh, I bet he does because if you're punting, then all then all they have to do is come down and get a field goal and you're toast. I I, I know, I, but I bet I bet I bet he does go for it. The second half of the game, if, if his mindset is that aggressive that he's talking about going for two on his first possession uh, as a game plan and a thought process, I bet they go for it. I think he does, and, and he pulls the, out one of those perfect concepts that he keeps in the back pocket just to own you. I, Maybe listen, you get corn dog then. I I think you're right. But I think it's very debatable. And, I mean, it's not like it's ridiculous to suggest that a defense would force a three and out. The Chiefs defense almost did it to the Niners to start overtime. And there were four three and outs to start the second half. You know what I mean? It's not like that game was 38-35 with 1,000 yards of offense. That that game went to overtime and went under. You know what I mean? With, With both teams scoring. Like that, that, that was a low-scoring Super Bowl. So I, I don't think it was this like very obvious offensive-dominated game. I think that Shanahan's decision, while incorrect, was pretty reasonable. I, I, I think that's true. Uh, I, I think that's true, and I actually uh, understand um, a lot of the thought process. And like, it's several textures saying, but you're playing against Pat Mahomes. Yeah, he gets a possession no matter what. You know, it, if it, but it, giving Mahomes four downs is a huge advantage. You know what I mean? I like I get it. I'd I'd rather Mahomes has three downs, and then you know what you need to do to beat him. But what if what if Fred Warner runs mm-hmm. off the field at the end of regulation and is like, "Hey, we're gassed. Yeah. We we need we need a break." 
They should have called a timeout at the end of the game before I, that play to give their defense a rest. I hear you. I, I think it's a much, much better overtime playoff uh, rule, and it's fascinating that this is the first time we got to live it. Yeah. And, and everybody got to have it explained to them by various people in their lives multiple times. Right. Last night. Right. And there's a broader issue about the communication from the coaching perspective I want to get to later when we talk Reed and Shanahan at all. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, there's a, there's a million things here, but it was such a fascinating game uh, from a number of levels, obviously from both quarterbacks. And, I mean, Romo said it, and I know invoking this name in this town is crazy. But you're going to see check come all the way down. Yeah, that was a name that he said. That is a name that he said. I was thinking about the Michael Jordan name that he said, though. When he talked about Mahomes. Yeah. Well, a lot of people it, are talking about it today. It, I know, but a lot of people nationally doing it. Like, I, I don't find that offensive. Did you guys hear that Tony Romo was bad last night? Some people are saying that. I, I, I think he had his moments. I he was horrible. Purdy poised, showing you how good this Mr. Not. They call him irrelevant last pick. He's not. Not irrelevant. No, I think you got it. I think I know what you mean. Oh, that was a tough moment. That's he doesn't moment. have a real thought. No, he that, that's that guy true. sucks. That's brother. not true. That's that not was true. a tough moment. He's got a lot of real thoughts, and there were some good ones in there. It's his delivery that's awful. His <laughs> timing and his cadence is awful. His ability to construct full sentences and spit them out within a broadcast mm. window is absolutely mm. horrific. There are some good thoughts in there, but he creates confusion and anxiety yep. for the viewer. All right. Oh. That doesn't sound good. It's not. Tony Romo doing uh, play-by-play. Up. Uh, the pass. Jim. Oh. Throw it. My, my favorite moment is when Jim Nance wanted to sh- send it to Gene Steratore, and Tony stepped all over it, and then he's like, well, like I was saying, Gene, like he tried <laughs> to go back to it, but Romo, how do you create chemistry with that guy? You don't. I don't think you do. Gene Steratore, a good friend of Tanny and mine, like he, oh, he's going through a horrible divorce. Okay. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say it. I shouldn't say it, but he's going through a you bad mean babe. divorce. You mean babe, babe. Right? our friend babe. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, sorry, babe. Sorry, sorry, this will be the first postseason overtime game under the new rules, which were changed after the Chiefs beat the Bills in a divisional round back in 21. The first one in 28 games. And, Gene, we might as well have you walk us through it, babe. Yeah, we're basically starting a new game. <laughs> it's conversational. It's it. friendly. Babe. We're just hanging out, babe. Not, I love a Good vibes, All right, dude, babe. break. Good Go vibes. to Kurt Warner, who called the game last night. Break for Kurt Warner. I think we probably vibes. should. He got much better uh, reviews than Tony Romo. He joins us next on the score. We will rally around Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Why does a wider base make you slower to throw? The inference, I think, is that if your feet are closer together because you happen to be standing there, you have to then get into your wider base to make the throw. Like, that in itself is a delay, I think, is the idea. Okay, well, okay. well that's not that's not a thing. Two-time NFL MVP. They talk about this, the greatest show on turf. Maybe the best offense ever in football. Pro Football Hall of Famer. Not just the NFL Hall of Fame. And I wear that as a badge of honor because without pro football, in all all its forms and fashions. I'm not here tonight. Super Bowl champion. Brock Purdy, the lowest drafted quarterback to ever start a Super Bowl. There have been a couple of undrafted quarterbacks who got a start. Jake DeLone, Kurt Warner. Radio analyst for Westwood One Sports. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front, receiver in motion, low snap. He runs and he throws. Caught, touchdown. It's caught. Hartman caught the ball. The Chiefs have won. 
The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58 in overtime. <laughs> what an incredible ending. And they came back with the same play that they ran on fourth down to convert and keep the drive going. Put it in 15's hands, the ability to read the defensive end, hand it off, pull it. He pulled it this time. Instead of using his feet, they snuck a guy out to the flat. Boom, pop it to him, touchdown. And as you said, third championship for Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and company together. Kurt Warner with Parkins and Spiegel on 670 The Score. He called the game on Westwood One. We've been talking quarterbacking with him all year. We've got Poles position, a new trend that will sweep Chicagoland coming up at 3 o'clock. But Kurt Warner with us on the Circus Sports Illinois hotline. Download the Circus Sports app today. Hell of a fourth quarter in overtime you got to witness in person yesterday, Kurt. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, the first three quarters, not so much. We were kind of wondering what was going on when uh, when somebody was going to get something going offensively. But uh, sure enough, we got it there late in the game, and we got to see all the magic, and we got to see a great finish that came down to great players making great plays. And, and that so much and so often, as I know personally, is what Super Bowls are about. You know, who's going to have their moment? Who's going to make that play? And uh, we saw a lot of great plays in the game, but number 15 and company, uh, you know, made the plays where they mattered most. And, uh, and once again, going on with the championship. So it was interesting to see a spy on Brock Purdy often from the Niners defense but not one on Mahomes. And I feel like at, by the end of the game, Mahomes realized, oh, that's right, I'm the extra guy. The math adds up to me me being able to use my legs an awful lot. I, I, is there anything that San Fran could have done, or is that just a great read and integration of that part of his game by Pat Mahomes? He's, you know, he's been really good at this uh, for years, is understanding situational football, um, and in critical moments, using his legs. And sometimes it it doesn't work out. Sometimes he, he does it too quickly. Um, but you don't necessarily notice it at other times in games because you're not really thinking about it. Um, but it sure seems like, you know, whenever he needs that play, um, you know, he understands kind of in those critical situations what he's looking at. So you get into a third and one. And I think, and this is just me, I've never talked to Patrick about it, but I think he comes back going, okay, I know what the play is, but I'm going to read this linebacker and I'm going to see if this linebacker, you know, goes moving into coverage in some particular way. And I'm going to look for a little opening to see if I can use my legs and take off because there's times that it just, it, it happens so fast that you're really surprised that, that he takes off and runs. So I, I believe there's something in his mind ahead of time, or maybe it's, I'm going to come back and look at my first read. And if that's open, I'm going to take it. But then if not, I'm going to go try to create on my own. And, you know, and, and he's just the perfect package of everything when it comes to being a quarterback. He plays the ball incredibly, he plays the game incredibly well inside the pocket, mentally on schedule. Um, he could play it incredibly well off schedule. We've seen that so many different times and he's a great decision maker in those moments of you know what to use and, and to use his legs or to use his his arm and and make those decisions and so you you put it all together 
um, and you get what we've seen. You, you, you get special, and in the special moments, uh, he's got all those tools, but he also is a tremendous decision maker in, in terms of what to use, what tool to use, um, you know, kind of like a golfer, you know, what, what club to use um, in, in each of those different situations, and he does it extremely well. We've talked to you at points this year about building a team around fields. Uh, we've talked to you a little bit about the team that Purdy has around him and how people use that as a knock on him. Mahomes has Kelsey, a first ballot Hall of Famer, and there's Rasheed Rice and MVS catches a touchdown and Hardman catches a touchdown. How impressive is it that Mahomes is elevating that supporting cast that led the league in drops this year in your mind? Um. You know, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, it, it's all relative a lot of times is that when you win championships, you win as a team. And, you know, we're going to continue to give Patrick credit as he deserves, because you're right, it wasn't the greatest supporting cast offensively, but he had a great supporting cast defensively. Yep. I mean, we can't forget that they were in this game because they have a great defense. I mean, their defense played great. Even though they got dominated in the first half, I felt, or at least it felt like that. You know, they never let this game get out of hand. In the second half, they shut down the 49ers, and they played great football and kept giving it back to Patrick and, and company and saying, okay, come on. You know, at some point, you know, make those plays for us, you know, knowing that he's going to. But um, I, I don't think we can discredit that. And I think too often we do is we give credit to the offense or the quarterback um, without really, you know, understanding, oh, wait, hold on. He did have a great team. It just didn't look like the great teams that he's had in the past. You know, with that being said, I, I think it's important to realize that, um, you know, and I, I, and I kind of tweeted this, I don't think Patrick has played a great Super Bowl yet. And <laughs> that's probably the scary part is they've got three championships and, and you go back and look, he hasn't played, especially early in games, in the first half of Super Bowls, he hasn't played very well. Um, there are three double-digit comebacks, though. There's only happened seven times in Super Bowl history. He's got three of them. But I feel you in the first half, no, even last no, night, no, he held the ball a lot and took a bunch of sacks. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, and again, you let him hang around long enough, he's going to make some drives. And, you know, the other thing you have to realize, in, in double-digit comebacks, it also falls to your defense having to stop the other team from scoring. You know, that you come back from 10 points, I, I get it. It's a two-score game, but your defense has to continue to stop them and not make it 10 points again and 10 points again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm not t saying that he, he has played awful and he hasn't made plays. He obviously has. He's got three Super Bowl MVPs, and he made a bunch of plays last night. But it's just from what I'm accustomed to seeing and him playing on schedule and – there were a number of times he's looking right at guys that are open and he's not throwing it. And, and, and there's other times where he's taken off a little too fast in my opinion. So I just didn't think he played a great football game, but when it mattered, he made the plays and it's, it was just different this year than, um, you know, than the way they've played in the past. It's so much dink and dunk and short throws and, and winning first down, which I thought was a huge thing last night was, you know, either team, when they lost first down or they lost the early downs and were behind the sticks, they got stopped over and over again. And that was such a key late in the game was winning first downs and, and making some plays early on so you stayed ahead of schedule. 
Um, but I mean, you know, no doubt you give Patrick credit because this wasn't a great supporting cast and, and he made the plays and, um, you know, with all those different guys and all those different situations. And maybe that is a big reason why he moved a little faster last night than, than normal is not full trust, you know, not drop back and, and playing the same way, but being more creative to win. And I just, uh, the Patriots, I was always impressed because, you know, Tom Tom was great, but during their run, they won different ways. They won with their strength being, you know, different things at different times. And, I, you know, in this day and age, I think that's how you have to, you know, put a dynasty together. Hmm. Back in the day, you could keep your Hall of Famers together and you could have those guys for seven, eight years and, uh, you know, have eight or ten of those guys. And, you know, you could run through the league because you were just flat out the best team. You know, what to me was so impressive with the Chiefs this year is they won a championship a different way. Patrick had to play a different way. They 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 lent, they were leaning on their defense, um, you know, this year instead of their offense. And they still won a Super Bowl. That's impressive. And that, to me, is what makes this really, really special. And I'm excited to see, you know, where they go from here because I'm sure they're going to have to evolve, um, you know, maybe lose some of these defensive players that were so good and, uh, going to evolve on offense and, and add some pieces to see what they become. But it was really, really impressive. But I just you know want to give love to that defense because that defense was great this year and they were great last night. Um, and they set Patrick up to be able to make that comeback. It wasn't just Patrick Mahomes making that comeback. Good stuff on what a modern dynasty needs to look like in winning different ways from Kurt Warner. Um, last thing, Kurt, what did you think of the new overtime rule as it played out? in terms of its equitability and Mike Shanahan's, excuse me, Kyle Shanahan's decision to take the ball first. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know the new rules. Don't, I guess I don't really care either way. Uh, old rules, new rules, because it's, it is a team game. And I've always felt like whatever it is, uh, you got to play defense, you got to play offense and, and you got to win your side of the ball. And, and, you know, it was a big thing. Last night with the new rules, you had to do kind of the same thing uh, if you're going to win. Uh, but but regardless, that's fine. You know, give both teams a, a shot at it. I'm I'm okay with that. Um, and then you know, I I didn't like the decision personally. Um, and you know, I understand that there's a third possession aspect to it. But when I'm making a decision like that, I'm not making a decision for the third possession. If we get into overtime. Give me the ball. Tell me what I need to do, and let's go win it or lose it. You know, I'm not handing it back to the other team. Going, oh, well, we tied them again. Let's get you know, because eventually, that's going to get away from you, in my opinion. When 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 you start giving teams, you know, the ball back. So to me, it's it's really about those, you know, the first possession for both teams. Now, again, you know, there may be something that goes wrong on your possession, and you have to give it back to them, and so you know, that lends itself to that third possession. But I want to give it to the other team, and I want you to put me on the field and tell me what I need to do. Do I need a field goal at least? Do I need a touchdown? Do we have to score a touchdown and then we're going for two because we're not handing it back to Patrick Mahomes? I don't care what it is, but that's how I'm playing it. I, I just, to me, in my mind, I, I can't imagine making a decision at that point going, well, you know, if if we don't score, you know, or if we don't finish this game, uh, you know, we'll at least get it back after the other team 
um, you know, after the other team goes. That that just that doesn't calculate in my mentality in the Super Bowl in that moment going into overtime. To me, it's it's about the first possession. You know, either way, you go down and score. It's about that first. You got to stop him, right? You have to stop Patrick Mahomes. That's the you know that's where the game to me is going to be won and lost. So I would have done it the opposite. I would have kicked um, to Kansas City, and you know whatever. You know, maybe your defense was tired. Yes, Kansas City had been playing well, but you know the the way I kind of look at it when you get into situations like that is, and you know they got the whole San Francisco got the holding penalty. But my bigger concern in that situation is you come out in that first drive of overtime and you're a little bit more conservative because you you don't want to you know make a mistake and you don't want to give it back to the other team. But then you go three and out and you punt it away and the other team's got great field position anyways um, and they're set up to win, which almost happened for San Francisco. They got the defensive holding penalty and then they made the drive and went down to kick the field goal. But you know, taking it and being pinned back, you know that's going to be the case um, right off the bat. I would put the pressure on them to feel like they've got to do something in that first drive and, and maybe they make a mistake. Um, and then bottom line is we know what we're getting, what we have to get, what we have to do. Um, you know, you hear people talk about it. You have that kind of fourth down mentality now um, if the other team scores that, hey, I get four downs here. I get four downs to do whatever I want. Um, and maybe even so, you know, even if they don't score, um, you know, I think there's part of you that goes, well, we're going to go win this football game. And you can almost take that fourth down mentality that like, we're going down. We're going to do whatever we have to do to make sure that doesn't get to a third possession. Kurt, you had a great call on Westwood One. We were listening to some of the highlights earlier today. And uh, you and Harlan have a very special thing. And we enjoyed talking to you throughout the year. Thank you, sir. Now it's been fun, and uh, maybe we'll touch base and do it again next year. Hey, and closer to the draft. Yeah, if we could do one more on oh, the quarterbacks okay, once you yeah, take yeah, a look. Could, you got to do that surely, all 22 work for us. We can surely do that, no doubt. All right, thank you, Thanks, sir. Thanks, Kurt. That's, all right, take guys. That's Kurt Warner. All right, boys, here right. we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, frankly, there's a lot more we want to talk about in regards to the Super Bowl, but after this next segment, it's going to be awkward in here. I don't think so. I think it will be. I think it's going to be great. Okay. <laughs> I'm a leader, not a follower. <laughs> A trendsetter, baby. It's next on the score. Be it in the pole position in Indy. The pole's position. It's time for pole's position. So the number one pick, by the way, for the Bears is secured. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. What will Ryan Poles do with the number one pick? I got a lot of confidence in our ability to see talent on the field. The human being, we got to figure out. We're counting down the days till the NFL draft. How about the number one pick with the Bears? Caleb Williams, the one thing that is clear, he is not special. Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago. Well, I'm a friend of Caleb's. I feel like he's a, a young version of Patrick Mahomes. So I got a call from the Caleb Williams camp, and they went, whoa, 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 We don't want to be painted as anti-Chicago. We don't want to go to a city that doesn't care. We don't want to go to some Sunbelt place where you tarp off the upper deck. This is a franchise where quarterbacks go to die. Field. Not sure yet. Not sure. M maybe not working out. Bruh, where are y'all seeing this? Like, what makes him not the quarterback for the Chicago Bears right now? Holds position with Parkins and Spiegel on 670 The Score. With the first pick, the Chicago Bears select The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons on The Score. Oh, 
yeah. This is going to be a shame. <laughs> it's back, baby. <laughs> Bear season has just begun. And you say, oh, Parkins, this is, uh, it almost seems like you enjoy this more. The Bears official account tweeted out within moments of the Super Bowl ending. Mm -hmm. The Bears are on the clock. Yes, they are. For the second straight offseason, the NFL offseason goes through Chicago. That's right. Got a ton of salary cap room. And once again, the number one overall pick. And so last year when the Bears had the number one overall pick. And $100 million in cap space. I said, quite arrogantly. And confidently. Oh, just then? And, well, listen, this is where it was just then. I would also argue correctly that there was no one more equipped to tackle that particular set of circumstances than your boy. Huh. NFL hypotheticals? <laughs> NFL thought experiments? You literally do those on Tuesdays <laughs> with your nanny. That's, this is like you what do I do. You do it every day of the week. It's not his nanny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It's his kid's are, nanny. Are we sure? You know? No, <laughs> we're not. Okay. But like, she takes great care of me. It, it, wherever he is, it, it, in line for. Uh, Happy birthday, Daddy. In line <laughs> for takeout on the hard scrabble streets of the North Shore, Danny's doing NFL thought experiments. With whoever will do them with me. I know. This is, this is, my, this is my bread and butter. Yeah, well, and, and, and look, uh, the nice thing is we get every day at three o'clock, as we Where'd did last her? year. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's coming. We'll talk about what the Bears' position is. Yeah. What the objective of their offseason should be. And this segment, we'll do deep dives on a certain position. We will talk about a certain uh, draft spot, if it's the nine or the nine, one. Nine, 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 nine. <laughs> <laughs> you and see we, how quick he is? It's He's got everything legend. so fast. That's, Happy we're, we're, birthday, Daddy. We're all, Happy birthday, Daddy. <laughs> we're all working Danny's together nanny. To, to take dives into every aspect of this Bears offseason every day at 3 o'clock. Tell a friend. Well, and the thing is... What's that, Danny? Is that What's people are treating it... Folks, put your seatbelts on. This could be a bumpy ride. Like it's a debate. Like it's going to be a hard decision. Well, well it has Take your been. headphones off. No, why are you getting undressed? Oh, my God. Uh, dude, keep your favorite hoodie don't, on. Don't take off that hoodie. The T-shirt is filthy. That's your I just, favorite he's, hoodie? He's wearing Such a T-shirt? a tough decision. <laughs> Thank what God is that? A, oh, no. I just don't, oh, I just no. don't know oh, no. what they're going to no. do. For those who can't see. I don't know what Ryan Poles is going to do. We have to debate this oh, and discuss no. this. Our boy has put on a Bears jersey with 13 on the front. What does it say on the back? Is that, is that a Johnny Knox jersey? That's <laughs> a Caleb Williams custom, baby. Put Johnny Knox oh, in. Wow. That's a Caleb Williams custom Bears jersey, baby. King of the Batflip. 170 <laughs> bucks. Three weeks ago. Personalized. Oh, oh. 170 Brother. Oh, yeah. Are you going to oh, yeah. expense that? Bro tax write-off. Oh, it, it won't get approved. We're in bankruptcy, dude. <laughs> tax write-off. NFLshop.com. Frankly, we're in bankruptcy because of acts like this. <laughs> this is going to be the number one selling jersey oh, in boy. the NFL next year. Wow. Yeah. Trendsetter. I don't follow trends. Uh, I set trends. God, wh why did you? Wh why did you get a jersey of someone who won't be on the team? He's going to. Not only is he going to be on the team, 
He's going to be the first 4,000-yard passer in Bears history. Oh, no. oh, wow. He's going to be the first 4,500-yard passer in Bears history. Well, it's not only that he won't be the first 30-touchdown passer in Bears history, he'll be the first 40-touchdown passer okay. in Bears history. I need to He's bring on the up, team for next year. I need to bring up an obvious Chill and terrifying out. question. I need to bring up an obvious and terrifying question. Go ahead. You, this jersey looks good. Be uh, honest. It, it, it looks it right. looks great. But on you? On, on anybody. <laughs> Tune in to Twitch and YouTube right now. Yeah. Check out the jersey that you're going to be I buying say, your kids for Christmas and Hanukkah and birthdays. What you're going to get your husband for their anniversary. Uh, this is going to be the number one gift given to people in Chicagoland over the next 12 months. Guaranteed. There's a lot of room for more muscle in that jersey. That I want the, right the large. Have you noticed that? I want the large. Yeah, the, he, he, he medium. Wear shoulder pads today. <laughs> he left those at home. I think the medium <laughs> might have been a better choice. I want the large. They didn't have like a size fitting thing that I could. It's check. a little trouble and filling that one out. I'm not gonna. Ha- I'm not gonna wear it every day, but I'm gonna hang it behind me. Oh, Molly, I love that. Oh, I'll take it down. I'll, oh, okay. ta- I'll take it down every day. Okay, good, good. I, I'm just, I mean, it's going to be the backdrop okay. for Paul's position every day. I'm scared about a, a couple Go of ahead. things. Go um, you are kind of a legendary musher. We wrote a song about it. In fact, Danny the Musher. We all know the list. Shane, who's on the list? It's a lot of people that oh, are going to much time, dude. Don't, the show don't, only goes till six. Wait, no, the list is not okay, relevant. Okay, 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 okay. Well, like, it's, it's cleaner just to say, Speaks. It's cleaner just to say. Who's not? How, how many championships have the Chicago organizations won since Danny came back from no, Kansas City? Zero. None. Zero. None. So I'm afraid that Danny. hates our teams. I'm afraid that Danny is either. A, mushing the possibility that the Bears even get Caleb Williams because maybe smart. we'll do the Eli Manning power play and get his ass out of here yeah, once he knows Danny Parkins is behind him. This is a good-looking jersey. And, and number two, is he mushing Caleb Williams' potential Bears career if they do take him? Like, he just said he's going to be the fourth, first 4,000-yard passer. First 4,500-yard passer. I think there's there, – if Danny's track record is in play, there's absolutely no chance that happens now. Listen. Right. You're right. Listen. This guy is more powerful than my mush capabilities. Stop. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. Dude, you thought that he had 93 touchdowns against 14 interceptions with 27 rushing touchdowns. Yeah. This How- guy is a superhuman playmaker. Have you seen these plays? How different these highlights? is this feeling? How different is this feeling than the way you felt about Justin Fields? Listen, the QB1 party is in the past. I'm not here to talk about the past. How different I'm is here this to talk feeling? About the future. How different is this feeling? This feels better. Th- than the day they drafted Justin Fields? Much better. Much better. I don't know. You're pretty happy that I day. I was very happy that day. But that was the fourth quarterback. In the class, uh-huh. they had to use multiple assets to move up from twenty to eleven to select him. That this yeah. is this is much cleaner. Uh-huh. This is not a team coming into a a, a roster teardown and a dead cap situation. Yeah. This is competent GM, number one receiver, young offensive lineman, good tight end, sure. potential top five defense, cohesion, new offensive staff, albeit not a head coach, with new quarterback, seven win team, number one pick. Top 10 pick to add to it. Uh-huh. Top 10 cap position again, loaded with draft capital. Sure. This is a great situation for a rookie quarterback to come into and flourish. All right, so here's the thing. In general, I agree with most of that. You know me. I'm like, I, I think that taking Caleb Williams would be the wise 
thing to do. Um, and so I was thinking about what to wear today. I would thought, going through my own T-shirt wardrobe, I'm like, what shirt would represent that I want good things for the Bears, but I think my partner's an idiot. So I went with <laughs> the Bears Tecmo uh, T-shirt. I'm feeling good about that. Not an idiot. I a did. trendsetter. Okay. A visionary. God, those, those, there's a fine line. <laughs> there's a fine a line visionary. between visionary a and idiot. head of the curve. Fine line between stupid and clever. So... I have another T-shirt that I couldn't wear because I don't really believe it anymore, but Shane still believes it, so he's going to put it on. Okay. Well, because listen, Shane on, still believes this. If I'm on the opposite this. side of Shane, then I know I'm right. He's going to wear my T-shirt because he still believes. <laughs> Justin Fields forever. Oh, stop. He's got it on. Well, you're going to be disappointed, buddy. You're about to be disappointed. March 13th, first day of the new league year, that's when it'll become official that Justin Fields is traded to some other team. Oh, shut up, dude. I'm just saying. <laughs> He's the so, franchise. So you've, you've got about a month. You've got about one month left. I'll enjoy it now, and I will enjoy it when I'm at the ticker tape parade. Okay. Celebrating a Bears Super Bowl at the hands of Justin Fields. Oh, oh, he is the best um, top two athlete in the NFL, maybe, behind I, Lamar Jackson. It, this is a man who can do whatever the hell he wants with the right team around him. Okay. And here's what I'll say back to that. Sure. If you watch the Super Bowl. I didn't. Okay. Well, that makes you have a conversation with. But if most people did watch the conversation, (laughs) most people did watch the Super Bowl. You see all all those snaps that were at Mahomes' ankles? Creed Humphrey didn't have a great game, did he? He hasn't had good playoffs. But you know what they're not talking about? Oh, well, you just got to get him a center who will snap him the ball perfectly because he overcomes it. You know what they're not talking about? They're not, they're, not, they're not saying, oh, my God, poor us. We have, we don't have, we have Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and we have Nicole Hardman, yeah, and, and we have Rasheed Rice, and we have Justin Watson. No, because they got Pat Mahomes. So they led the league in drops. Didn't matter. They had old Travis Kelsey. Doesn't matter. Yeah, oh, no, it's a rebuilding year. Doesn't matter. He's the because ultimate. They, they, they swing for greatness. Yeah, he's the and, ultimate quarterback uh, as a deodorant. He's the ultimate example of quarterback makes everything better. But all we did all year, and I'm including myself in this for a huge portion of the year, is all we did was make excuses for things around Justin. Hmm. And again, I I like Justin. I used to love Disagree. him. Disagree. If you don't, if he's the guy that leads the Bears to a Super Bowl, I know I will. It'll be hard for me to get back on the bandwagon. I understand that. Mitch, but, Mitch told me earlier he's going to fire you if oh, the Bears win a Super Bowl with Justin. They got a job. I think I'm in a good shape. I feel a lot better about Justin leading the Bears to the Super Bowl after this segment. That, yeah. That's the thing, Tanny. Tanny, here is Sophie's is choice. Good looking jersey. Here's Sophie's choice for the listener. Go with that. Danny. Go with Danny. And ride with Caleb, knowing Danny's history of mushing, or go with Shane, who didn't watch the Super Bowl and is the only guy I know is the only guy I know who flip flops on stuff more than me. No way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not me, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh yeah. I don't oh, yeah. think so. Oh yeah. So these are the options for you as the listener. For, for the folks just joining us at home on Twitch, why are you wearing a Roy Williams jersey? It's not a Roy <laughs> Williams jersey, dude. I'm making Johnny Knox number cool again. <laughs> Hey, go Cowboys, baby. I'm making Johnny Knox's number cool again. Now, listen, a couple of potential downfalls here. grow hair, Danny. What if Caleb chooses a different number for his pro career? Hey, what if Tyler Scott won't give it up? 
You know what I, I mean? Think I think Tyler Scott. You don't know that. You don't know that. So who wears thirteen on the Washington Redskins? He should just go for the ultimate. Commanders. Commanders. Alpha dog. Alpha dog. Power play. Number one. Number one. Number one. Oh, interesting. You got to wear that next time we see Dave Wanstead because that's also the number that his acquisition Rick Meyer wore as a member of the Chicago. Wani did not pick good teams. Making it. Making the unlucky number. Lucky thirteen for the Bears. Reaction ever when I asked him about that? It speaks. Why are you bringing that up? Yeah. Why? Why? cannot build a football team. We yeah. know that. Just an offense, he can't. Defense is fine. Coaching staff is fine. You have God. to take a shot at greatness. It's sitting right there for <laughs> Ryan Poles. And so now people are like, oh, it's a tough decision. Oh, I love Justin. Oh, maybe Drake May or Jaden Daniels. Don't overthink it. If you could get three or four first round picks, three first-round picks and a couple of assets for this guy, maybe you should just take this guy. So get ahead of the trends. Mm. Be the first person in your group, in your family, in your relationship, in your Bears tailgate to get the custom Caleb Williams jersey. So so here's the thing now. This first first edition of Paul's position, we're debating which quarterback uh, is going to be a member of the Bears, which feels like something we've been debating all last year, frankly. And now we know officially, as we've known for a while, your team Caleb. Got it. We don't need to do a Caleb Williams uh, polls position. Like, does Danny want Caleb Williams or not? I think we've established you do. Okay, good. I want Caleb Williams as a bear. And listen, I can't really see any way that this backfires. They're trading Justin and they're drafting Caleb. If they draft Drake Bay, it'll be a little tricky. I will have just wasted $170 and a segment of your time. But let me ask you this. What if they discover something and or we discover something about Caleb, the person, in terms of the stuff bucket, that scares the hell out of you? Like some former coach. It's going to be unlikely that I admit it. uh, (laughs) Some former coach or some former teammate says, yeah, the problem I had was that he just didn't care. On game days, he didn't care. was a terrible teammate and really dragged us down. That's why we lost five games. Seems unlikely. So far. Seems unlikely so far. But something could still come out. Something could still come out. And if that happens, I've lost $170 in dumber ways. Yeah. Like somebody says. What's the worst way? Somebody says, I was out late one night with Caleb Williams, and he was, like, grabbing nuns and swapping them for other nuns and, like, doing some crazy stuff. That sounds like a terrible. Nun swapping. No, let's let's suss that out. (laughs) He was taking nuns. Break that down for me. What nun is he getting rid of and which one is he bringing back? changing them to to different convents that they didn't want anything to do with. I don't know. It was just looking for a a crime. To go. All right. Well, he was, you know, eh, went they're there. hot nuns. So what if there's a crime or there's something that has to be discussed and added to the personal mix? I'm not concerned. Okay. I mean, obviously, listen, do you have any jersey that you've ever purchased that it aged poorly? Musa Muhammad. Right. We all have one. <laughs> My dad. It's possible. Wait, wait, you got one? Yeah, one jersey that aged poorly, Tanny? Uh, Billy it, Hamilton. Billy Hamilton? <laughs> All right, I got, I, it's in my closet, too. In the 2008 White Sox historic divisional run, I purchased a camouflage no Nick Swisher jersey. Okay. Wow. That took a lot of courage, Tanny. Dude. Thank you for sharing. Dude, did you frost your tips ever in that era? <laughs> so to speak. So I'm just saying, we've all them. bought jerseys that have aged poorly. That's okay. Esteban Lawiza. I love selling coke. Before he's even on the team. 
That's Damn. the brilliance here. Yeah, trendsetter, not trend follower. Trendsetter, not trend follower. Again, say it's, it. it's yeah. a thin line. He's a you say ass. it. They'll clip it if you say it. They won't clip it if I say it. Connor will clip it if you say it. Call him a dumbass. Do it, dude. All right. Now, there's got to be other opportunities. You'll all come around. This is only the first polls position. Caleb Williams sucks. He doesn't. Yes, he does. And here's the thing. Shane's just trying to get clipped. He's so likely that he's going to be great, that it's going to blow everyone in this town's mind. They're going, oh, my God, we used to prefer to risk aversion at quarterback and running the football. and uh, Oh, wait, 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 wait. We're not running the football anymore? (laughs) We're running running the football. We're running the football. But we're going to have a quarterback that can do everything on the football field. Yeah, he's there. He wears jersey number one. His name is Justin Fields. And here's the thing, Shane. It's going to be Caleb Williams. It's actually not true. Like the stuff that you saw both Mahomes and Purdy able to do yesterday in terms of processing and pocket quarterback performance, Justin can't do that. That's you why I'm know. team this. Oh, I, I, I feel like I do. Try. 38 starts no, we've watched, dude. man. No, I'm Please. sorry. You got nothing. No, I, t- I talked to him yesterday. Oh, and yeah? he, he told me, mm-hmm. don't worry about it, dude. He's, I can do that. He's an eye thrower. He has to wait too long for things to open up. Disagree. He doesn't quite see it the way that you need to see it in the NFL and there's a slight little hitch in his giddy up that makes the ball a little bit late to go out. The combination of those two things means it's just not workable from the pocket. Oh, I, I wish I it like were. That. I don't like that. He seems like a great guy. The I, stuff bucket is overflowing, but it's time for a new quarterback and most probably the one whose jersey Danny's wearing. No, I, I disagree. I disagree. Okay, you're gonna I, be I, late I, to the trend, dude. Gonna be you're gonna be party. late. I don't do trends. I, You've known me for a long time. I don't do trends. You can get this in black. I don't want it in black. I'm just saying. I only wear. Yeah, don't black. worry about it. Yeah. I, I don't you, need it. You're in gonna black. be late. I need save the Justin. black one for the QB one funeral later. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I need Justin. It's a QB I know Justin party. can do it. Justin will do it. I am with Justin. And that's that's it. Just, okay. Justin doesn't. You're pass going down with the ship. The You're the band test. on the I Titanic. I watched Titanic for the first time this weekend. Gentlemen, the, it has been an honor yeah. and a pleasure to that's play a with fun you. Movie. You're the cello player. I agree. All right, so that band we could talk about a, a different day. You're the day. cello player that's on the Gaelic Titanic. Storm. That's the, the, that's the band on the ship. I loved Titanic. I saw myself on that ship with Justin. All right. I'm the rich guy who survived. Dumbass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 the one who was like, I'm going to stay here, but then got on the ship with the women and children instead? Mm. Did he live? Ooh, yikes. Did he live? Oh, yeah, with what? <laughs> Danny, if, if Justin Fields were hanging on to that's that a, piece of That's where the segment fell apart. I didn't love how that that analogy. <laughs> Titanic. Yeah. If, you if, said it. If yeah. Justin were hanging on to the wood that you were floating on, would you have let him on? Justin? Yeah. No. Uh, Caleb? Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. All right. It's possible. Yeah, that checks out. We actually also need to let you know that we have five pairs of tickets to a QB1 town hall where... Are we, we still doing that? Apparently. It doesn't sound like it's going to be much of a town hall. It sounds like it's decided. And no. Everyone just get to, on board or you're an idiot loser. They're going to have to convince me that I'm wrong. It's going to be very difficult to ask. It's a very open town hall. We're, we're open to all ideas. If you unless like, you don't like 
Uh, Caleb Williams. If you'd like to idiot. come get shouted down, then make sure that you listen to this so you can get shouted down that's in right. person. Or if you would like to shout at me. Yes. Which well, that's, that's the opportunity. not a terrible way to sell tickets. There are a lot of people Especially who are Justin Fields fans. There are Justin Fields believers out there, and some might make the case better than Shane. So we'd like you to uh, be available to come to the QB Town Hall. It is February 21st at the Blue Cross Blue Shield Performance Stage. We are going to have a bunch of quarterback experts there doing the debate, looking at the film. Shane will find some quarterback experts between now and then. We are going to bring you in. It's going to be a great time. The Caleb Williams jersey will be there. It's me and Tanny uh, telling you how to play quarterback. Like, yeah, uh, this is who it should be. This? The caller 13 on the scores contest line right now. 312 Are you making something up? Yeah, making something up right Let now. We call legal. Three, oh, no. no, no, I asked for asked. before the show. Uh, what an ominous number, by the three way. Ones? 13. Wow. Yeah. All you love that. Honestly. Because I think love you might, you're embracing it. He's owning it. I'm not afraid of anything. He's Triskaidekaphobians. I mean, he might go to 13 Pro Bowls as a bear. Oh, dude. 13 4,000 yard seasons he as a bear. Sucks. 130 wins. Shane, you remember that Notre Dame game? We saw the Notre Dame hey, game. So did Peter God King. I couldn't complete a pass. Peter King saw it too. He's got lots of thoughts 312-540-0670. 13th caller gets the first pair of tickets to the QB1 Town Hall. Give me February Hartman. 21st. Here's why we need better people uh, to argue for Justin Fields. Because Shane genuinely likes uh, Sam Hartman. And because he's got a tattoo on his arm for a White Sox divisional championship that okay. never was won. All right, dude. Yeah. yeah. And I'm the what idiot. What are we doing? And Dumbass. I'm the idiot. He, he occasionally <laughs> buys a jersey that might not pan out you have a tattoo on your body i sir. did it permanently he could take that shirt off if he wants that's right exactly don't so hopefully he doesn't do that in three years when we're drafting another quarterback i might sleep in this tonight this feels really good did you also get a Jaden daniels jersey no oh, i'm wow bold i'm all in hmm. ready to go how about that all right well, talk about CTE. That happened. People can text in the worst jersey purchase that they ever had, whatever age the, the worst. Or if you buy one where you felt like you were a little ahead of the curve, you can uh, you can let us know. Yeah, get the jump on that trend. That's what I'm saying. What What is your trendsetter sports moment out there? This Who were gonna, you an early adopter of? This is going to be the number one selling jersey in the NFL I next like year. It. The Bears 13 Williams. You may as well order it now. We'll talk more about this and, of course, you know, the Super Bowl. But today is day one of the Bears offseason. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. It's a disgusting way to do talk radio, isn't it? Afternoons on the score. Wow. An epic Super Bowl for an epic season. Thank you, Las Vegas. Wow. That was great. What a moment. What a moment. Wow. Wow, that was great. What a moment. How about Dustin just standing behind you guys all three hours yesterday? I told him, dude, you don't have to do that. He was, oh, he was, uh, he was producing. He oh, was solid. Good. Good. He was Someone solid. He was very helpful. Good. Dustin Rhodes there yesterday. Great time at Benchmark with all of the score hosts, except for David Haw, who was ill. Wow. Um, Faker. But uh, David Haw back today. Mully now ill. Um, wow. Too, too bad. Dustin in the vest yesterday, I asked him at one point, do you have a pen? And he's like, uh, yeah. And he reached in his pocket. He had like seven pens in his pocket. He said, that's why I would like the vests. They have a lot of deep pockets, a lot of pockets all over the place. I don't need to bring a bag. My vest favorite, explained. My favorite moment of Dustin producing yesterday was he was like holding up the number of uh, minutes till break. 
on his finger to because like because Dan because uh, Mully uh, was like the driver like bring us in and out of break of the first hour. Dan and Lawrence for the second hour. I did yeah. the third hour, and uh, for the first break of the second hour of the show. So Bernstein was you know driving, so bringing us in and throwing a break. He gave Dan the the old three. You put, old three he, he minutes. Put up the trace. Yeah, three fingers. That means three minutes away. Makes right? three like minutes away. Yep. Three and minutes. then Dan yeah. said. Coming up next, <laughs> we will talk about our memories of the Bears at past Super Bowls after this on the score. And every host, every host would look at around each other going, did he not realize that was a three? Does he not know how we to count to three? We do this. That's Guy hates quarter hours. No, normally, he's so late to break. Does it look like so a B? Early. Does the three sideways look a little like a B for break? Is that where he's going? It was an amazing moment. Yeah. yeah it's like, Dan, you've been doing this a long time. He mm-hmm. is late to break often, right? Yeah, but like, that, Ray yeah. is back here with us. Ray, would you say that Dan and Lawrence don't break on time? What do you say that? Oh, are you willing to say that? Yeah, they try. <laughs> Ray said they try. Yeah. No, I said we all try. Yeah, it worked out well today. We all we all try. There's a big clock. Yeah, Ray. I yeah. ignore it all right. the time. Transition started at 2.08. <laughs> Shane yells at That's me. right. I'm looking right at you. Those were Ray's words, by the way. Not <laughs> mine. Yeah, no, you didn't feed him those. Ray, Ray said that. At all. It happens, though. They were busy making great radio. Um, so wow, many that was te- great. What a moment. I agree, Dustin. So many textures with their worst jersey purchase. Yeah. Um, this well, because this is the best. Yeah. The Caleb Williams Bears 13 that I'm rocking Jerry right in South Bend bought a Bears Curtis Enos, number 39, <laughs> a few days before he blew out his knee. We were going to run the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, we didn't need Randy Moss. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not real good. Yep. Uh, um, yep. And, uh, yeah, the Rick Meyer 75th anniversary stick. Seahawks jersey did not work out well for this one. Antonio Brown on the Buccaneers. What was he there for? 12 minutes? Oof. 14 minutes? That's a tough Even one. he took that one off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, he took did. it off fast. I love this. I have a Micah Hoffpower Cubs jersey. No. That rebuilding period was rough on me, says a texter. Yes. So there's a lot of people who can relate to uh, trying to get in early and not having it work out really well. Yeah. That's a bad one. I mean, some, I saw someone on Twitch say Addison Russell. Yeah, that's a that of all of the players you could have bought from that Cubs team. But I, I remember when, when future Hall of Famer, by the way, that was the was future MVP. Future MVP yeah, was I'm how sorry. he was introduced to the ceremony. Uh, yeah, Th- this texture just sold a Matt Clement Cubs jersey yesterday for twenty dollars. Safe to say that one held its value pretty well. I mean, it's, it's, bad. it's kind of amazing that someone put up twenty bucks for a Clement jersey worn. People will buy anything. Yeah, they but really so will. so what think they'll buy this? <laughs> you think you think you think if they draft Jaden Daniels or Drake May, I'll be able to get something for this? Is it there, was Matt Clement. He's like, I have to get this off the market. <laughs> I have no way this. people could see this. I'm yeah. ju- I'm just afraid that you'll be selling it in three years and getting another custom made jersey for the next quarterback on the merry go round. Well, yeah. I don't want that to happen. But here's the thing. That seems to be like a fear or an issue with 98% of Bears fans. I put myself firmly in the 2% camp there. If you fall off the horse, you got to get back on. At first, you do not succeed. Try, try again. Yeah, because Mitch and, and Justin look like the do not succeeds. Right Fine. Now. Yeah, right. But so you're, as so you're did, wanting to do it again. As did Cade McNown, as did Rex Grossman, as did, you know, that's how it works. That's how it works. For You've seen Browns fans? With that jersey with all the names on the back. You yes. know what I mean? That, that's yes. that's how it works. And it was supposed to be Deshaun Watson. 
And it's looking like that's going to go very poorly mm. for them. We did that segment last week. Who did they draft number one overall? Miles Garrett. Tim Couch. Oh, yeah. My, that was yeah, one yeah. of my answers. Yes. He sucked. Caleb Williams sucks. He doesn't suck. He's going to be great. There have been some bad number one overalls, but there's there been are. lots and lots of good ones yeah. as well. And most number ones don't come into to this good of a situation. Mm-hmm. So there's... He has genuinely a lot going for him. Uh, I have a uh, future polls position segment, which ties to the Super Bowl. I want Chris Jones. I've said it before, and I only want him more after yesterday. At least two touchdown preventing plays made specifically by Chris Jones. Tears in his eyes during the anthem, contemplating perhaps his last Chiefs game. At the also end of the just game, a very emotional. Absolutely, yeah, he's cried before during the anthem. Yeah, but you know, at the end of the game, um, Andy Reid with a jellyfish of Chris Jones got directly on top of him and rubbed the belly. I was worried he wasn't going to be able to get up, <laughs> but, but he successfully got up he, after that. He did big decisions to make money wise on many defensive players, and yeah. I don't know if they'll pay Chris Jones. And if they don't pay Chris Jones. I want the Bears to pay Chris Jones and put him smack dab in the middle of this defensive line with Javon Dexter. All due respect to Justin Jones, who's been a fine pro. Let him move along, spend big money on Chris Jones, draft a young edge rusher, and put your D-line together that way. Let's effing go. I I think the opportunity for a three-peat is going to be a pretty powerful draw for those guys. I think think that they might try to figure out a way to – you know, franchise tax need, pay Jones, short-term deals, cap problems down the road type of situation. I three three Pete NFL doesn't happen. But so. I want I just want to be ready. If that is not the case, I know I want to be ready. I want to be aggressive, and I think that is the place that you spend your big free agent money this year. We'll do it in the we'll do it in a polls position for sure. Daniel Hunter, other wide receivers, the ninth overall pick. I guess we'll think about the other quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> we'll do deep dives into Caleb Williams. We got plenty that we can do mm-hmm. uh, there. But yeah, we're going to do some big picture chief stuff in terms of Reed and Mahomes and Kelsey and what that meant for the game coming up at 4 o'clock, but there's always a bunch of sideshows with the Super Bowl. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. Hey everybody, we are live! The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Strange twists and turns with the guys over there on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. We're having a little fun. Yeah! I the world to the A. I turned the world to the A, baby. I turned the world to the A. I turned the world to the A, baby. Yeah! 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 The Super Bowl is often about much more than the game. Halftime show, biggest concert of the year every single year. The performers don't get paid, but it's because it's so good for ticket sales on tours and streams and brand awareness and all of that. Mm -hmm. Some of the biggest acts ever have done it. What you think of Usher? So I don't know a ton of Usher songs, that's for sure. And I have not seen him perform live. Longtime Vegas residency now as a full-on performer. Um, I thought some of the slow jam sexy stuff is a tough sell uh, in a venue that big when it's that quiet. But overall, I thought he was a damn impressive performer. Like the dancing, he's always been a great dancer. And then the full-throated singing, pretty strong as a full-throated singer. But it's like, dude is sexy and, like, owned the stage and owns the space. 
And uh, like I said, didn't know a lot of the songs, but enjoyed, obviously, the closer and enjoyed my boo, which I did know. But it was the guests, man. He had guests that elevated the thing. And there's a certain level of selflessness you got to have when you know that you can't really pull off headlining 10 minutes of the Super Bowl by yourself. You need some other people. So even if they shine, like I saw some people saying, the guests were good, he sucked, whatever. The guests being good just means that his show was better. Yeah, that was your theory on inviting Taylor. 100%. So Alicia Keys, Ludacris, Lil John, the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you, and so I thought it was brilliant to ask those people and to let them have their moments. Like Alicia starting out with her song for a split second before she did the song with him was awesome. Her, the guitar player is like and, and singer, having a moment to do her thing after she like just was part of his song. And then Ludacris and 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 the closer. I, I, I thought it was great. Like I I understand I've heard from so many like musicians or like music lovers who are like, where's a band? Where's a real band? And I I, I get it. There's not it's but it's it's a genre that doesn't necessarily showcase a real band all the time it doesn't not make it music like some of the sensibilities have gotten narrowed like i found that it, it, i was listening to the songwriting i was listening to the production and i was looking at the performance and i thought the dancing and the singing was very good and i thought the guests elevated it pretty high i enjoyed the hell out of it you guys shane's looking at me speciously all right so so you're like my Here's dad. The thing. My dad emailed and said he thought it was the worst halftime show it was he's ever horrible. seen. Oh my god! Wow. Usher is so talented. Uh, he's he's incredible. Last night was bad. He was inappropriate with Alicia Keys, in my opinion. In my opinion, are you clutching pearls? No, I, no, I'm not. I, I've been inappropriate like, so many times. I know. Dude, go back to May. So, like I. I so he what was, was what was inappropriate with Alicia? What was inappropriate? He should have featured her more, N- not Alicia, but her. The the the. Uh, uh-huh. I'm H- confused. H e r. Yes, yes. The artist, her. Also, where the hell was Justin Bieber? Where the hell? He discovered technically Justin Bieber. Why was Justin Bieber not part of that halftime show last night? I I don't I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if he asked Justin Bieber. But you you were not entertained no, by that? No, was I the, it was bad. Was the room you were in entertained? The room I was in was no. greatly entertained. I was I mean I was with a ton of whites. <laughs> so so maybe that was a, a them problem. Uh, but like th- there is there is my an room undeniable, last night, it was like 50-50. There's an undeniable cultural cultural divide that has gone no, on but in like the reactions. The whites that I've like seen. Usher. I think I think a lot of I, I would but, think but so. But last night wasn't good, in my opinion. I don't consider myself qualified to oh, be no way. to be a music critic yeah. in any way <laughs> oh no way so i'm just saying like i graded all pass fail i was like oh it, was, it sounded good to me like i i knew some of the songs my wife was having a great time she wanted more like uh hits from from her era huge usher fan good did you question. ever pa- pass along our music songs yeah <laughs> a- a- amy was asking me she's like i've had a crush on usher since my, my little sister so uh-huh. i've had a crush on usher since i was in eighth grade can you help me get tickets when he's coming to the united center i was like i can buy you tickets oh, yeah. he's so handsome like taking it, his shirt off like taking that's his shirt a hot off. dude that was and, a yeah, badass but still and roller skating yeah, on man. stage there was fr- a lot going on he does that in the vegas uh apparently the, yeah, yeah yeah so so he's showcasing, it's a good show showcasing the full range of his showmanship having like, a good time what i'm saying is like as a collective we can do better like post malone would have been better 
Foo Fighters would have been better. But it's a different there's thing. There's so many Every better Every year there's shows. a different thing, man. I don't know. Like, I have a really wide palette in terms of like what music I enjoy. And I don't know if that's necessarily true for, for everybody. I know that I appreciate a lot and maybe I appreciate too much. But I, I thought it was freaking entertaining as hell. And next year there can be more of a, a rock and roll band that's actually playing the instruments they're holding. I'm not as offended as I used to be by seeing people out there like holding instruments that aren't even really on the song. Like, I get it. It's, it's incredibly difficult to set up everything to, to make it work. What did you think, Tanny? I thought it was great. And look, I'm, I'm not an Usher fan, all right? I'm not going to be driving home tonight bumping Usher tonight or ever, really. Uh, just and not, that's your confession. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, she had a baby, and she's keeping it. I'm, um, <laughs> but, so, I'm not an Usher bumper. You're not an Usher bumper. Yeah, yeah. So... But the performance, just him as a performer, was outstanding. And sometimes I agree with you, Speaks, to your point. Sometimes the halftime show, at least of late, I feel like they are trying to showcase. Like, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm 40 years old. People my age or on my age demographic, like we like a lot of stuff or we experience a lot of stuff. You know, like I've been to clubs in the early 2000s, so I get the Usher thing, right? But it's about exposing different parts of America to stuff that maybe they weren't up on before. Yes. And, and I think that's a, a part of this Super Bowl halftime There's thing. a value in that. Yeah, there There's is. There's a cultural value in that when you look at the collective of 58 Super Bowls. Right, and, and like last year with... You know, with the whole 50 Cent and Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre thing, I was like, there's a lot of people like me who were all over this. And a lot of people were like, they don't get it. And that's fine. And maybe they are getting it now. Maybe they realize, whoa, that was a huge moment. Like Wu-Tang has a residency in Vegas now. That's amazing. Like, like you know you know what I mean? Like, what was stuff once like toxic that. is now accepted. Exactly, yeah. But I think Usher is a great performer. You saw it on full display. Like, it was just a lot going on. And he featured a lot of people, showed a lot of love. Because we had no idea he was going to feature any of these people no. next to him. And he showed a lot of love in that regard. So I think it was a home run for him. And if you're a fan of Usher, I, I didn't see anyone who liked Usher complain about that yesterday. So... Then again, I don't know I mean, a lot of people who like Usher. I just did it. Like, I like Usher, and I thought that was not good. So, I, yeah, I think, yeah, okay. Well, good fellas I, guy I over just, here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good fellas guy. Good fellas guy. Right. Credibility right. damage. Good fellas guy. Whatever, good fellas guy. All right, Caleb, will you, dude, he's not even on the team yet. But he will be. Ahead of the curve. He sucks. Set the trends. Don't follow him. Guy's going to have a gas mask weed thing like the last one. We are in the midst of a dynasty. There's Bears tie-ins to it. But watching something that in a way Chicago sports fans are uniquely qualified to understand. Next on The Score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I mean, you guys are the best team in Chicago. Everybody knows that. We all know that the afternoon show is not afraid of anything, really. Yeah. But Afternoons on The Score. The seventh longest game in the history of the NFL was one of the most memorable ones as well. And the Chiefs, you're going to hear a lot about it. You might as well say it right now. They have their dynasty. Yes. They absolutely do. So is it a dynasty now? Yeah. It's the start of one. We're not done. I know we're going to celebrate tonight. Celebrate the Pride Wednesday, Kansas City. But we're not done. We've got a young team. We'll keep this thing going. And that was one of the lasting impressions and feelings that I certainly had after watching this. Is that... If they could win this Super Bowl with this version of this team, not that it was a bad team. It's a great defense. It's a great coach. It's a great tight end. It's obviously a great quarterback. But leading the league in drops, they were an underdog against Buffalo. 
They were an underdog against Baltimore, and they were an underdog in the Super Bowl. And they are not the favorites to win the Super Bowl next year. San Francisco opened as the plus 450 favorites for next year's Super Bowl. You get the Chiefs at plus 650, plus 700, six and a half, seven to one yep, they were, for next year. They were three times they were the underdog, three times they won. Two teams have done it four times in a postseason. The Eli Manning Giants were an underdog four times, and the Jim Plunkett Raiders in 1980 were an underdog four times. But they, yes, they were an under. Did, did you see Pat Mahomes' career record as an underdog? Yeah. He's 10 and 3. That's not in covering the spread. That's winning games. Winning outright. Winning outright as winning an out. underdog. He, there have That's been insane. S- insane. There have been seven Super Bowls where the team that won trailed by double digits. He has three of He's them. He's got three of them now. Two of them against Kyle Shanahan. I mean, <laughs> it's. Crazy. It oh, is really crazy. Uh, he's trailed by seven or more points in 11 playoff games. He's retaken the lead 10 of the 11 times. I like, There's so many of them that, so that, many. That, that you can throw out. And so I wonder how people feel about this. And we can open up phone lines too at 312 644 6767. There were a lot of guys in the 90s that didn't win because they went up against Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson and Scottie Pippen. Those Cavaliers were pretty good with uh, Mark Price and Brad Darty and more. Carl Malone and John Stockton, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing. All those Knicks teams with Pat and John Starks and everybody. Burrow beat him, got to a Super Bowl, and then lost. But one of the things that's crazy about the NFL right now is if I was going to ask you to rank your top 10 quarterbacks, seven of them would be in the AFC. Maybe eight. Another huge reason why if Caleb Williams is a bear and ends up being special, it's a huge advantage for them. But it doesn't seem to matter. I wonder how many guys are going to be looked at from this era as Hall, Hall of Famers, all-timers that just happened to play in the Mahomes era. Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. We'll see on Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. Guys, I mean, he's 28. He's already said he wants to play like Brady did. Who knows if he will and all that? He'll play into it, but he'll play another what twelve years till he's forty. Yeah, he's roughly. I mean, Roethlisberger played to late thirties. Eli played to late thirties. Philip Rivers played to late thirties. We'll see what he wants. He already signed one four hundred and fifty million dollar contract. You see how the body holds up. You see whatever, whatever you know, whatever he's going to do and want in his life. What what he is proving is that he can win it in different ways. And I thought Kurt Warner talking about the malleability of a modern dynasty was instructive for what he's doing because Brady at the beginning was on a Patriots team that ran the ball like crazy, and then eventually he had the explosive offense. Mahomes is showing you he can win it with an explosive offense full of incredible weapons, and he's also showing you that he can manage a game and pick apart a team, you know, item by item and do it with an offense that's not quite as explosive. He's showing you that malleability. 
And that means that maybe he's ready for whatever the next era is, the post-Travis Kelsey Chiefs. Who's the primary receiver next year? Rasheed Rice? I think they'll figure it out. I mean, I think it's still going to be Kelsey for periods of time. He already said after the game, it's a good thing that Rasheed Rice lives in Texas. We're going to be spending a lot of time together this offseason. Mm-hmm. But they've shown, I mean, they drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire with the first with a first-round pick. They drafted Sky Moore with a second-round pick. And neither one of those have panned out, and they're still just fine. Right, but, they, but my point is, like, they are going to keep investing in weapons around Patrick Mahomes. And free agents will... Will be ring chasing. Will yeah, come calling. You think Mike Evans might be interested in being a chief on a slight discount if he has to leave Tampa Bay? I would think that he might be interested. Marquise Hollywood Brown might be interested. Michael Pittman might be interested. You know, there's there's great receivers every year, mm-hmm. and those are just veteran guys who could be free agents this particular offseason. Like they're they're gonna figure that part of it out, I think. And he very clearly will elevate guys well, as, be, as we've seen what's going to be interesting is when um, Andy Reid hands the baton to Matt Nagy in a couple of years or is it Eric Bieniemy in a couple of years I don't know who it's going to be I don't know because when Andy Reid because Eric Bieniemy apparently going to be back on that coaching staff right we'll see is that official I uh, no, it's uh, not official but uh, I, yeah I don't know I don't know I don't know that they're, I, they're, I hadn't seen that I saw I saw a rumor of him coming back as assistant head coach but we'll see. I think it's just a rumor, maybe. Okay, yeah, I, I haven't seen that. But, but it's certainly possible. But anyway, but. Mahomes is going to have to have a post-Andy Reid chapter. It, yeah. Andy Reid is, what, 65? But, but yeah, I think Andy Reid's 66 now. But Brady had a post-Belichick chapter and won a Super Bowl immediately. You know, I mm-hmm. just... And, and it, a, it, in it, a different place. In yeah. a different place. It is more about the quarterback than the coach. The coach matters a lot. He can't get a bad coach. He can't get a bad, you know what I mean? But he can't, a bad supporting cast around mm-hmm. him. But Peyton Manning, four Super Bowls with four coaches. It, you're fine. You know, it, Matt LaFleur and Mike McCarthy for Aaron Rodgers. Not all Super Bowls, but NFC Championship games, deep playoff runs, Man. MVPs, 13-win seasons. He, he is so good. And so in his prime that he, of course, will surpass, he'll like play beyond Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. But I have no doubt that he'll still be successful. Mahomes' body of work is is incredible, obviously, and it's it's astounding. But yesterday's game, I mean, yesterday, like I understand that everybody, and in here in this segment, you are coming out and talking about quarterback over everything. But we do this as a football culture and as a football media. Yesterday's game and yesterday's win is not principally because of Pat Mahomes, is it? I don't think so. Yesterday's win is not principally because of Pat Mahomes? No, yesterday's win is to me principally about the overall complementary football that the Kansas City Chiefs had to play to beat the Niners. The defense had to do what it did in the second half with Steve Spagnolo adjustments that are really interesting. The special teams was unfreaking believable and did their job with all of those punts and all of those punts to cover and everything. And the coaching was absolutely brilliant. We got all the way to the to the overtime conversation where we find out that a lot of Kyle Shanahan's guys had no 
idea what the overtime rules were. Meanwhile, Andy Reid's guys have known exactly what the overtime rules are. They were prepared, and that completely helps with the mindset and everything. That was a that was a full team, well coached, complimentary football win. That yes, Mahomes closed, and he's brilliant, and he but that's could a, very well be the goat. But man, that that's a complimentary football win yesterday. Uh, sure, I agree, but so are all of Brady's. They all are. Football is a complimentary sport. They all are complimentary football wins, all of them. So. I, of course, agree. The The fumble on the punt matters, and the Chiefs recovering that, and they hadn't scored a touchdown, and then MVS catches the touchdown pass. But, but sometimes Bra- the Brady quarterback, needed Belichick. But some, I mean, you said it earlier, the, he's the ultimate deodorant. Uh-huh. That, well, well, Mahomes is the ultimate. You said, I mean, that was, you said that in the polls position, I, right? Like, he, he is a – and he was amazing as a closer. He was perfect in overtime he on that nine drive. He was nine for nine with two runs. He was absolutely He was perfect. the MVP of the a- game. A- absolutely. He-, he threw passes to McCole Hardman and Marquez Valdez-Scantling I- for touchdowns. I-, I-, I watched it as well. So the the, I- the whole, I don't believe that, um, I-, I don't believe that every game is the same kind of complimentary football win. Sometimes yeah. Brady was so great that he did elevate. Sometimes Mahomes is so great that he does elevate. I'm talking about this particular game. Yeah. When I watched this particular game, and the numbers ended up being absolutely great, but he also threw, like, a really ugly, weird interception that I was shocked by. Yeah, he wasn't perfect. Yeah, I know. He wasn't perfect. And I thought, overall, the defense in Spagnolo and the special teams and the overall coaching was more of a factor in this particular Chiefs Super Bowl win than perhaps some other ones, and certainly some other times that a quarterback has elevated. I, I mean, like, I guess, I guess maybe. You know, I think that that is subjective. He did win the MVP, and he was perfect in overtime. So he obviously was a pretty big piece of yesterday. For sure. Maybe there was a piece that was bigger, or the pieces of the pie were relatively equal, right? If it was 30% him and 32% defense and 26% special teams, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? They, they, he was a huge piece of it and also against Baltimore and also against Buffalo and also against Miami and also winning MVP in the year where they lose Tyreek Hill and back-to-back Super Bowls and the 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 sum of the parts he's the biggest piece of why they're doing what they're doing he is they've got three Super Bowls in five years he is without a doubt without a doubt I'm saying yesterday and overall on the year I thought this is Andy Reid's best year as a coach and I am blown away by the kind of leader and coach he has become you know like the fact that what they used to be, what his teams used to be, full of mistakes, full of clock management mistakes and game management mistakes, where a lot of the Philly fans were like, oh, God, Andy Reid, oh, yeah. He's evolved past that. The level of preparation now is unbelievable. The level of total control and total leadership is clearly elevated to a point now where where he deserves conversation for GOAT, and not just because he's an offensive strategist and an offensive play designer and play caller. He's an overall incredible head coach now, and I feel like I know that more now after this year and that particular Super Bowl win than I ever have before. Texter, when Reed retires, Mahomes is done winning Super Bowls. Do you agree with that? I, I don't necessarily agree with that because also by then Mahomes will be more of a vet and will be smarter and like there's a I don't there's know that an he arc can po- to it. I don't know that he could possibly be smarter. That is an amazing honestly man he won that game with he he doesn't the 
six straight games with no turnover-worthy plays in the playoffs. Then he has the interceptions. Then he's down 10 again. Incredible. And he still is able checking down, safe play, safe play, safe play, safe play. Then ripping off, rolling to his left, 52-yard bomb. Mina Kime said it on Twitter today. I thought it was very well put. She was like, maybe the most incredible thing about Mahomes right now is that he can do that. He can unveil the 52-yarder in the air, roll into his left, throwing back to his right, mm-hmm. but that he doesn't do it often. He holds it back because he doesn't have Tyreek Hill. And so it's just, I'm not going to turn the ball over. I know I have a great defense. Yeah. I, I have Isaiah Pacheco but, as a running. Oh, so clearly. He, so he he can Brilliant. win the shootout if he needs to. You know, So I, but he I knows don't know that he can get smarter. Look, well, look like what, he's already done it in both ways. But look, look what he did. Look what he did against, against the Ravens. Like all those decisions to keep it simple and not put them in harm's way. Right. And he knew yesterday he was going to need a few more points. But yeah. He took a bunch of sacks in the first half as the Niners were, you know, very aggressive. But he also had time to make some plays and ended up taking sacks that kind of surprised me a little. Yeah. Maybe because he doesn't have those weapons, he doesn't want to take some of the chances like you're talking about. No, he's clearly a brilliant quarterback who continues to evolve and 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 get smarter. So, yeah, I think you could get smarter. I think you can always get smarter. Sure. I, I think we are in a situation that's a little – it's. Early in the Patriots dynasty, or the Patriots run, before we knew it was a dynasty, because that was spread out over so many years, it was more about their defense and him being a game manager and him throwing for 170 yards and running the football. And, and this is the reverse. This has slowly morphed a little bit into the reverse, right? I, Mahomes is winning MVPs and doing it. He's the best statistical quarterback and the best winning quarterback. Huge letdown in my fantasy football league this year. Pat Mahomes. So, okay. it's all relative. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I guess. I mean. Stop playing. Dude, it's a fair point. But, but I got out of a league. I retired from a league this year. Very excited about it. But I, I, Is it I, the one where you have to draft an offensive lineman? Yeah, Max League. I retired. I removed myself from the league after the year. Did like, you win I, it? Did you win it? I yet? did not. I did not. I, but I waited until the end of the season. I was like. You know, I'm done. Mahomes' legacy is going to be what you're describing of what Jordan did to other quarterbacks, or Jordan did to other teams yeah. and players. And Mahomes is absolutely going to have that legacy, especially if he keeps going. I, I just find myself appreciating the entire Chiefs thing from a complimentary perspective and what Andy Reid has done in that way more than I expected to coming out of this season I, and the Super Bowl. And I agree with you. I mean, I, I started it with – and Reed is Phil Jackson and Kelsey as Scottie Pippen. Like, I'm not saying he's doing it all by himself. And I don't think that he did yesterday all by himself. It's just, it's fairly, Pony said it like this on the podcast. I thought it was interesting. Early on in the Brady-Manning debate, it was a debate because Manning was the better statistical quarterback, but Brady was winning. And Brady was winning and beating Manning in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. This is Mahomes doing both. Mahomes is winning MVPs, leading the league in passing, having a 5,000-yard season, having a 50-touchdown season, but doing the Peyton Manning crazy statistical things mm-hmm. and doing the winning in the postseason. And he's 28 years old. So, in theory, we've got a dozen years left of it. We've got some calls here. Shot on the south side wants to weigh in. What up, Shad? Do you like the Super Bowl? Hey, Shad. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that deodorizer. You need something in the studio, guys. Uh, I got a quick question for you, Danny Speaks. Uh, could you please uh, pass your Bears card over to Tanny before you leave today? Uh, Danny, are you crazy, man? 
What I say, what I do. I mean, I know I'm wearing a Caleb Williams Bears jersey and he's not on the team yet, but other than that, what did I do? So that's a yes. Let's lead with yes is the answer. Then carry on. Lead with a strong yes. Uh, I thought maybe it was the margaritas that you guys had, you know, in in the building last week, but I think think you're really awesome. You know, the Caleb pack may be too strong. Daddy, I know you're too smart to really believe this, man, but let, let me lend you a little credence, man. Caleb Williams will not be a bear. Okay. You want to bet? Be a bear. You want to bet? What do you want to bet? I'm sorry I couldn't make it the benchmark because I was ready. All right? But anyway, what you got to bet? You called me, Shad. What do you got to bet? Let me tell you this. All right? Not only will I bring a week's worth of the best fried chicken from the south side down there to cater to the whole crew, but also – I'm interested. Hold on, hold on. All right. I'll give you a brand new pound pack of Caleb Pack, and we'll have a conversation of what that is later off air. Secondarily, I'll give you a free right, free right to lay out your complete hate towards Justin Fields. I, it's I know not hate towards know. Justin Fields. Then you do. You never wore. Look. When he ran, I threw a QB1 party. I wore a boa. That wasn't a party when it was by yourself. Okay, Daddy? You didn't influence anybody because you didn't give anybody true, true belief that you were a Justin Fields fan. Oh, the that's way ridiculous. That you got on this air, I listen to you every day, Danny. I appreciate that. The enthusiasm that. that you have behind Caleb Williams is absolutely disturbing. Okay? I've had more enthusiasm about bowel movements than you've had towards Justin Fields about anything Brady done. You know, for me, I, I really believe, like, and I trust your eye. I really do, because I know you watched Kansas City, and they've had great quarterback play. When you saw Alex Smith playing before before Pat Mahomes took a snap, yeah. were you just as enthused about this kid's potential? Because that's what you're telling me, Kansas Alex, Alex Smith, Smith, Alex Smith, shot. Alex Smith had three double-digit win seasons before they they drafted Patrick Mahomes. He won a playoff game before they drafted Patrick Mahomes. He had single-digit interceptions in each of the – it is – you're comparing apples and bowling balls. And he was the 10th pick in the draft. This is the number one pick in the draft. The Chiefs had to trade a king's ransom to move up from 27 because they were good enough to pick 27 to to 10 to take Mahomes. The Bears – Already just were gifted the pick. They just have to use one pick and take the guy. And he's younger, and he's better, and he's cheaper. It's not the same thing, man. That's like buying bad shoes at a bad store because you're telling me you're getting a better deal. Caleb is supposed to be what you just told me is a generational, once-in-a-lifetime guy. Yeah. But just... And, and I can hear that. I can hear that logic if you're telling me his ceiling is that. But then... If you what are we talking guy, about? What are we talking about? We're talking about ceiling. That is what we're talking about. You can't potentially tell me that I'm drafting a guy whose ceiling can't be obtained if you're telling me the guy that's playing now is still adding to that ceiling. It doesn't make sense logically. Okay, Chad, we disagree. We disagree. We disagree. You think that? So you think they're going to trade the pick and build around I, Justin? Or change Andy Reid and all of this? No disrespect to Pat Mahomes, uh, but Steve been trying to give you some leeway on this. I'm the guy who talked about the Andy Reid tree. Offense coach in all time. 
and you just tell me that this one guy, this one guy changes the entire league because of his skill set. When you have to give respect to the guy calling plays, it's a package deal. You know Belichick and Brady were a unit. They were a unit. Sean, I was the guy who was excited about Matt Nagy because he was on the Andy Reid tree. I'm the guy who wanted to fire Matt Eberflus for Ben Johnson. I'm not saying Caleb can do it. All by himself. I'm, he needs a great offensive partner. You did partner. not want to fire Matt Nagy for Ben. You wanted to fire them for Luke Getzi. Matt Eberflus. Matt Eberflus. Matt Eberflus for Ben Johnson. And Sean, tell him, dude. Like, Justin didn't even break his leg like Alex Smith did. Like, Justin's leg, he's got good, strong legs, Sean. Tell him. All right, you trolls. Sean, we will need to work. We are going to work out a wager. I'm very interested in the best chicken that the Southside has to offer. You let me know. Uh, come to the party. Come, come to the QB1 come time to the QB1 hold, Sean. Title. Can you put, put him on hold? I'm going to grab your number. I'm going to call you right now, Put Sean. him on hold and get him some tickets. He's got to win tickets Fe- fair and square. Now, What's can, going on here? We can invite people. I'm worried on the behalf of our legal department. I don't want to go Dude, to jail. Dan, they can't even keep us out of bankruptcy. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm worried about contests. I don't know. It's like Capone going to jail for tax evasion. You know what I mean? They'll get you on whatever they can get you on. I've done worse. Man, all right, fine. You disagree. I Mm -hmm. think the Bears are going to draft Caleb. I think he's going to be pretty good. I think after 38 starts, you have a better idea of what Justin Fields' ceiling is than you think. If you're really watching and breaking it down and listening to people who are super smart about quarterbacks and reading the room, I think we have a much better idea than you think about Justin Fields' ceiling. And you need somebody with a higher ceiling. Call it the confetti test or whatever. This is why you have to take another shot, especially when you add in the factor of resetting the contract. It's actually not a difficult decision when you get to that point. Hence why you may as well get in now on the jersey. I love you, Justin! That's in his past. A dog's love is everlasting! This is an an undeniable thing that is in Danny's past and makes him difficult to listen to. He said that speaks. I know. And I I make no apologies. God loves Justin Fields. You got to keep shooting your shot. I get where he's coming from. I I bet Mitch Trubisky to win MVP. I sang love songs to Justin Fields and threw a party, and I bought a Caleb Williams jersey. And if Caleb sucks, I'll fall for the next guy. And if they draft Drake May, I'll be in on him because I believe the only way to win consistently for a decade in the NFL is to have greatness at quarterback, and one day the Bears will have it. <laughs> Tony, Tony Good time liked to it. break IMO. Tony, Tony liked it. I will say, Andy Reid has had greatness uh, with a couple of different quarterbacks for I, long periods. I, I, listen, man, if you told me that the Bears could hire Andy Reid, I'd be mm-hmm. interested in that too. He's not available. He's the coach of the other team. Yeah, he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he deserves a little more credit than he's getting somehow. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we have a TV on right here. Is Andy Reid officially the GOAT? I, I'm the guy who's talking about the Andy Reid. I love Andy Reid. He can't be the coach of the Bears. I can't wear his jersey today. He's not available. Like I, I want to fire Matt Eberflus and hire Matt, uh, Andy Reid. I'm in. Or Matt Nagy. I- well, we already tried. I already tried. That. He had a presence yesterday. He did. He was all over that broadcast. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I love this. This is my type of party. I love this. Afternoons on the score.
Let's go to Tracy. Jim, we saw the frustration from Travis Kelsey on Christmas Day throwing the helmet. That's exactly what he did when he came off the sidelines, throwing it down again in frustration. Isaiah Pacheco, also frustrated, went up and down the bench, apologizing to everyone. Spent a lot of time with offensive coordinator Matt Nagy. Patrick Mahomes has it right now. He's got 10, 15, 20, 22 yards on the run before it's finally ended by Logan Ryan. What a play design right here, Matt Nagy, Andy Reid. The offense also had a team meeting. Matt Nagy spoke to them and said, stop beating ourselves. They know they have to figure this out soon, guys. Got a last moment, bit of advice from his coordinator, Matt Nagy, the former Bears head coach and returned to Kansas City. Club dub. Boom! One more! Boom! He's all over it. Mahomes loves him. Reed loves him. God. I know. It's so triggering. I yeah. That was your lone Chicago Bears mention in the Super Bowl. A minute 53 left in the game. A Matt Nagy-related Bears mention. And I'm at the party going, Ugh. We got a lot of Bears mentions leading up to the Super Bowl, Yeah, we though. did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so. Someday there'll be a lot during the Super Bowl. Yeah, like Super Bowl... 61. I should look where that is. This is 58 that just happened. So you're saying three years in Caleb Williams' third year. Yeah. You're suggesting that he's in the Super Bowl with the Bears. I mean, it's a realistic time frame is all I'm saying. It's pretty realistic. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's something to, something to think about. If so, you're, if you're so, you. So next year. It's nice. Optimism is good. Optimism is healthy. Next year, New Orleans. Yes, it is, Shane. Year you, after that. Your life would be happier if optimism was more a part of your everyday. Oh, was he shaking his head at something else? Oh, no, no. So, yeah, I, I don't want to get too much into I'm not. Anyway. Okay. Um, so how do you fight? If you're Caleb Williams, how do you fight against the power that is Danny Mush? Jordan Love. That's an excellent the title game. from a conversation they don't want to have. Uh, well done. Shane's well been executed. very positive today. Okay. And I was so incorrect to think that he was intoxicated. Yeah, so so Taney made an accusation earlier. Like, I've been happy today. Like, I'm happy to do this at 3.34. He's been boisterous. He's been boisterous. So it's not I'm just in a me good that mood. Noticed, yeah. Oh, it's not just you. Like, you notice it, right? Like, I'm in a good mood. Yeah, you I, are. I, like, I watched a football game yesterday. You said Allegedly. You like, that. yeah, whatever, dude. Like, I right. barely watched it. And I came in today. I, I was going to be like, I'm just, I love my job. I love, like, I sit next to Tanny. Yep. For four hours a day. I agree. He's the best to ever do it. (laughs) Yeah. This is where I sit. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be in a really good mood today. Is he a lovey drunk? Shane, I'm trying to no, you know, I, remember. Past I'm trying to see how he lands this much plane. Anymore. That, that's the problem. So yeah. I sit down. Danny's like, yo, are you still drunk from yesterday? It's <laughs> like, no, dude. I just came in here like happy to be at work because yeah. we have such a fun job. Your happiness is off-putting, frankly. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. It's jarring. Ten whatever. Hey, whatever, Ray, whatever, dude. Ray agreed with me, by the way. Yeah. I was like, sorry. And that if this was is the biggest me. problem. <laughs> like the fact that that guy in the back of the room, yeah, yeah. Ray Diaz, also said, "Yeah, oh, dude, you're right." <laughs> Am I that negative all the time? Why? Yes. I mean, you're right. You're right. Yes. Something to think I about. Just, Often. I was in a good mood coming in here today. Like, nope. had a great night last night. Had a great morning. Good. Had a good breakfast. All right, stay there. Just stay like with wanted it. Wanted to. All right, stay so, with so, it. So, so, don't call me out on like it being not normal. 
Well, it's not. We're we, complimenting this. We're complimenting. Yeah, you. we. Yeah, we. These we, are compliments. These are the new. Yeah, yeah. This is the new normal. It's going to take some getting used to. I wouldn't call it a new and, normal. And step one, yeah. don't of get ahead of yourself. Okay? Step these one are, is assuming you're drunk. Just deal with it. It's okay. Yeah, it is. A, it's a compliment coming from us. It's not going to be perfect and totally genuine. It's going to be. That's right. I was only drinking high lifes last night. Oh. I stopped at nine p.m. <laughs> Yeah, you're not. You got yeah, to be sober he's there. Done. Yeah, he's done. 100% sober. I wanted to take in the football, dude. Right, no, yeah, big football I wanted guy. to be like, God, yeah. how about that football? Stop yeah. calling our phones, by the way. <laughs> no, see, that's the don't thing. Don't do that. We like the callers. No, we don't. Yeah, yeah we do. No, they suck, dude. They don't have any. <laughs> two, two Shot on is one. the only one. Two on one. <laughs> two on one. Shot and Bob and Downers Grove. Oh, Those are the only two. There's oh. a lot more out there. There's a lot of others. They're out there. He's out They're there out talking there talking to the Congress. Uh, I apologize to Shane for thinking he was intoxicated good. because he was in a good mood. <laughs> so I was messed up. I, I would just, and I tried to apologize and he wouldn't let me because that's how great of a mood it was. It wasn't real. It, okay. It, it was not a real apology. It was, so, it, it was a like a like a ooh, I shouldn't have said that. No, kind no, of no. apology, in, in my opinion. It doesn't sound like What about you, Ray? Right? Yeah, why would I do that? How about Ray's getting off scot-free back here? So how <laughs> about he's not, you know? We, I, you know, we could always just stack a couple of these days together and see sure. where we're at. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> so, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah. See where Friday we're at. was that? really good. Friday was really Friday good. Was Great. And I think Great a lot, show that's Friday. what this, a lot of this is. Yes. You got a lot of praise he's drunk for doing don't a good job. Assume. He's drunk from don't Friday. Assume. Yeah. He's drunk with praise. Yeah, Super Bowl no, pick assume. segment. Barrett Hester on the fly. That's messed up. Barrett's run up the segment. We're number four. Yeah, we're number four as a station. Yeah, raise that ranking, Jason. Well, if yeah. the other shows did, I mean, we were the highest rated show. <laughs> There's so much. You said honest. it, dude. And Danny did too, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think it needed to be said. Did like, I say it? Yeah, no, you did. I probably you did. I didn't think that was necessary. Necessary, yeah. well, but but now fair. like if I ever say anything positive or if I'm happy ever again, it's like, yo, look at this dude, he's hammered. No, let's just Shut turn the up. hell up. Let's just make this the new normal. No. Okay, great. I don't want. <laughs> All right, awesome. Then never mind. <laughs> All right, dude, keep doing your sports. Just, no, I'm gonna try to call McCole Hardman. So, yeah, yeah, call yeah, McCole Hardman. Do. That'd be great. We'd love to talk to him. Uh, non Mahomes thing. Steve Spagnolo, now the most decorated coordinator in the history of the NFL. Does he have a shot as a coordinator with four Super Bowls as a coordinator, not just like on the staff? Yeah. Does he have a shot to get into the Hall of Fame? That's an interesting question. It's an interesting dynamic. I would say no, but I'd Romo say- called him one of the great big game coordinators last night. Yes, well, he did. It's good. It's accurate. I know, it's but it's totally funny. Accurate. It is funny. Steve Spagnolo is the man who designed the defense that the Giants used to shut down the perfect record Tom Brady Randy Moss Patriots. That's his first Super Bowl win as a coordinator. And now three with the Chiefs. The adjustments that he made at halftime are very interesting. Um and overall some of the stuff he did. You know you know what my my favorite Spagnolo moment was when Trent McDuffie the blitz. Yeah. The blitz on third and four or five, whatever it was. When Trent yeah, McDuff- that was excellent. Trent McDuffie was the best cover corner on the field, making play after play after play, and you needed him back there. Then all of a sudden, he's the blitz. He's the blitz, and Purdy had no idea that's where it was coming from. In a huge moment, that is pulling something very rare and special out of the bag of tricks. That was also a great Romo moment. About like disguising where it was coming from, looking like there was no pressure, and then disguise, and then hiding where it was. And I, do you ever watch those like the next gen stats where they put the dots on the field yes, so they yes, could yes. show the guys running? Absolutely. Two, two crazy things from the Super Bowl last night: um, the Kelsey crosser 
for his longest catch of the game that got them down to the nine-yard yeah, line. Shallow cross from right to left. The fastest that Travis Kelsey has run in a game in the NFL in seven years. Wow. Crazy. That's crazy. That crazy. is that is adrenaline and 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 the bigness of the moment. Yep, and the week off and all, all of it. So so fastest he's gotten in the NFL in seven years. Mm. Then on that McDuffie play that you're referencing. Yes. He took his first step was actually backwards. Like, because right before the snap, like a millisecond before the snap, his dot goes away from the line of scrimmage. And then it charges. And then it charges. So he is deking back like he is like bailing out for coverage. And then he comes. So the, the timing of the disguise uh-huh. is crazy to watch. That's really cool. Uh, of, yeah. So like that he, he was he sold it perfectly. So the Chiefs in this postseason have beaten the two, three, four and sixth ranked defenses. Or excuse me, offenses. The the second, third, fourth, and sixth ranked offenses. That's who Steve Spagnolo has beaten in this postseason. It's a, a, unbelievable, and he breaks a five way tie with other coordinators. Did you see who the other coordinators were who'd won three Super Bowls? Now that he has won four, three of them are Belichick guys. Charlie Weiss has three as an offensive coordinator. Romeo Cornell is a defensive coordinator, and Josh McDaniels has three. The other one is Richie Pettibone, who was the defensive coordinator for Joe Gibbs for like 12 years and a member of the Bears 1963 championship team, my friend. <laughs> Richie Pettibone, longtime Bears legend. There you go. There you go. How many Bears? Uh, it, Richie Pettibone? Yeah. Unlimited. <laughs> Unlimited, Unlimited Bears. Unlimited Bears. I got to check with Grody. Well, yeah, he's the, official... sure he's, he's the official Bears designator. Yeah. You know? See, it seems like you should have infinite Bears. But Steve Spagnuolo, a hell of a defensive coordinator. Yeah, because I, I think the old Dick LeBeau. Is, it, is he in? Is, is he in, but, he, but he's been a coach. You know, like. But Buddy, Buddy, not, not, a, not, a, not ever a good head coach. I, I know, but, but like Buddy Ryan's not in. You know, so I, I don't think that. I don't think he'll get in. Just a coordinator. But I think he will go down, obviously, as one of the great big game and overall uh, certainly most decorated. If you got a week six matchup, you got to win. Get him out of your coach's box. Get him (laughs) off the field. But if it's a big game, you want Steve Spagnuolo The much maligned Tony Romo actually had a pretty darn good game on some levels. We need to talk about that. All right. Because that's too much being thrown at Romo, in my opinion. All right. For this game. You want me to take this call right now, Shane? Yeah, do it right now. Jim on the south side's on the score. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, hey. Yeah, there were a lot of overrated teams. Uh, the Ravens were overrated. The, the 49ers were overrated. I mean, for about a month and a half, like, the Ravens can't lose. The Ravens can't lose. The 49ers can't lose. The 49ers can't lose. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Hey, Jim, was any, I mean, is anybody was, properly rated? I mean, if the 49ers are overrated. No, no, I mean, every announcer had the stupid Ravens and the 49ers is the best team. They, nobody could beat them. Nobody could beat them. That would happen for a month like a drum beat. But all the dogs covered. All the dogs covered the whole series. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, Kansas City just, uh, they covered every game. Yeah, they did. It was better than another dog. They covered every game. Well, so what are you complaining? Did you bet them and cover and make money? I bet the dogs. I, well, I, I figured it out after a couple of weeks into it. I, I, I bet uh, when I started with uh, the Packers, I knew they were going to cover. I knew that uh, 
Detroit was going to cover. All right. Well, yeah. So what's the problem? Frisco, Frisco wasn't that good. That's all. They just weren't that good. Oh, I That's think all. I think they were pretty good. Actually, they almost they almost won that game. Yeah, they're pretty good. They were they were yeah, pretty good. Almost, yeah, they, I know, but they almost lost two right before it. <laughs> no, That's they, true. They, they did lose. That's true. So you know, I mean, they're lucky to get alive. They're lucky to come out alive against Detroit. The Packers. The Packers should have beat them. Uh, what's the lesson? <laughs> what's the lesson? What's the takeaway, Jim? Moving forward. The takeaway is just like every year. Uh, yeah, what is this? Three times this guy's got it. Uh, the, how about the Giants in baseball? Three out of five. Bochy's got. Bochy has seems to have the magic in baseball. He, he won with the Texas Rangers. I mean, these are just uh, uh, things that happen, you know. But I mean, nobody can predict them. They definitely nobody can predict. Can you predict Bochy's going to win four no. World Series? Hey, you know in what? This, day and age? this is where you're right. Not nobody can predict this stuff, which is why Owen Parkins is a two-time <laughs> champion of Parkins versus Parkins versus Spiegel versus Spiegel. I can well, say yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. the point. Good luck. Good I, luck. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah clairvoyants don't do too well. Anyway, you guys have a good afternoon. Hey, All you right, too, Jim. Jim. All right, Jim. Damn it, I loved that. Six Bears oh, to, to Jim. We got guy. a lot of teams. Hey, man. <laughs> there are so many teams. Hey, man. Love it. Need it. Need it. These are our people. Who wow. is Clara Voyance, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Who is she's that? She's good. She's really good. She knows what she's talking she's about. She's a predictor. Oh, I love that guy. See, the best, the best picking games are what? 56%. Yeah, 57%? That, 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 that'll, that'll win you some money yeah. over the course of the year. Crazy. All right. Well, you want to compliment Romo? I do. We got to talk commercials, more Bears tie-ins. People are very angry at me on the internet. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Here you go, Matt. Here you go, Danny. Afternoons on the score. It would be the biggest gamble in the history of Las Vegas if he does. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> And, and they've seen a few. And we've been a part of some huge gambles this week by Gene Steratore. Gene, you know, you're the best. I've never lost. Vegas, a winner of that Super Bowl. Dude. Vegas, a winner. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, you never would have thought that Vegas was ever going to get a team or a Super Bowl until what? Nance at one point said it 10 years ago. When they started, like, sniffing around, and now here it is. That's an incredible Super Bowl host city. I, gu- I guarantee it's going to be part of the rotation as heavily as possible from this point forward, right? I would think so. Along with the Miamis of the world and the I, uh, I mean, I think San they, Francisco and L.A. And it's always new. I mean, there's so many good ones, though. I mean, I New Orleans is an incredible Super Bowl city. And now with domes, they're not afraid to go to the cold weather places as well. Because it used to be, when we were growing up, it was just like, Let's go uh, Miami, and then San Francisco, and then Los Angeles, and then back to Miami, and, and stuff like that. So, I, 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 yeah, huge, huge win for Vegas. I thought Romo was really, really good late in that game especially. The big-time drives for the Niners and the Chiefs at the end and overtime in terms of, like, expressing the mindset of the quarterback – and what you have to be thinking about and like being in the middle of the game. Yeah. I thought he was really, really good at that stuff, in my opinion, in terms of the content. If you're not going to beat a Brady or a Mahomes giving up soft zones, he's going to see them before you even decide to go there. You've got to get up and trust your guys and hope they can handle the one-on-one matchup. 
The last guy on earth, if you're a 49er fan, you want to walk on that field right now who's playing. It's this guy right now with the Super Bowl on the line. You'd love to see anybody else. Patrick Mahomes with the ball to go win the Super Bowl. There's Mahomes across the middle. Kelsey. Kelsey. Forges ahead. He's got 11 and a first. You think he's comfortable in this situation? Boy, this combo. He's shown it. These two. Don't be surprised if they combine a couple more times down the field. They're coming after him. Able to escape and run toward the sideline and out of bounds at the 38. Three is very different than four. To Jay's point earlier, how huge that extra point was. When you have to score a touchdown under two minutes, your mindset is completely different. And with two timeouts, you've got all the time in the world. You know you've got the safety net of the field goal. You can be aggressive, but you don't have to push it. If it's not there, you can throw it away or even check it down right now. And I, I mean, this is the Chiefs in a nutshell this year, Jim. The Super Bowl on the line used to be the big play team. Just systematic. Check it down. Just take what the defense gives you. Patrick Mahomes has developed. He knows the game now. Wow, this is the moment. I, I just thought that whole patch and and really everything in those last like three four big drives i thought his content and his attachment to it and his bringing us in was really good did you feel that what did you guys feel because i i hate his delivery so often it's so clunky and bumpy but i thought content wise he was locked in on the quarterback stuff i thought he had a lot of really good moments uh, i thought he was understated until the end i thought he blew the final call in the setup of the overtime thing which we talked about earlier and so that's going to overshadow a yes. lot of it I thought he I, there was a moment where he highlighted Trey Smith as a pulling guard, opening up a hole for Pacheco on a big run. And I think it's a fair criticism that he doesn't talk about line play enough, but uh -huh. he highlighted that. And I know that CBS has told him to talk more about line play. So I thought that that was a good moment. Allegretti, too, got some love. Allegretti got love. I thought the disguise, like I mentioned on the McDuffie Blitz, you see, was good. Do you see the one time when the guy was faking that he wasn't going to Blitz? You know, because he was facing the, the other direction. Like, anytime you see the guy facing the other direction, you know that he's actually coming and he's trying to make you think he's not coming. Like, stuff like that. Yeah, I, Romo knows football. And he's enthusiastic as hell. And he loves Jim Nance and Jim Nance loves him. <laughs> he just can't communicate it succinctly. And then he starts talking before he knows what he wants to say. So he's got huge flaws but he obviously knows a ton about football. But I thought on his own, was he as good as Olsen or no. Aikman? No. No. Uh, will he, honestly, Brady did something over, uh, recently that we should get to at some point that looked pretty damn impressive in terms of analyzing football. But I thought that... That picture in his underwear? But I thought that is impressive. The Dunkin' but, Donuts. No, guy's got like a regular sized penis. <laughs> but I thought... Oh, allegedly. But I thought by Romo standards... <laughs> I thought I thought he was good. You guys just you you just right. went right past that for what reason? I know we have to break, and I'm usually the one like putting my hand up. That's it. That's it. You, you gave me the break sign. I'm talking about Tom Brady's penis, yeah. and you just gave me the break sign. So number one, the break sign. Number two, the awkwardness. I don't know what yeah. to yes end the penis. What are you doing? I don't know how to just, yes end the penis. Just go with it, dude. Be like, yeah, he did post a picture in his boxers. It did look like an average penis. Didn't see it because I don't stalk Tom Brady. Neither do I. I just met, I just I I saw noticed it. his penis. I saw it. He looks fine. Yeah, he, he had, had like his hand there in front of it. I tried to give you. Danny, I thought he, he what looked do you good think about the, Tom Brady's penis? The Dunkin' Donuts uh, boy band um, outfit. We'll talk about the commercials. We'll get to that. Oh, I, no I, way. I thought the Ted 2 scene about Tom Brady's penis was pretty good. I'm sorry, Danny. Did that make me seem too drunk to you? <laughs> I mean, no, but the follow-up kind of does. It's Parkinson's speak on the score. The Parkinson's Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah.
Coast to coast and around the world, it's Super Bowl 58. Who are you picking? Uh, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. All right, me too. Trying to take the lead. Mahomes goes for it right away. Wide open. Touchdown. Valdez Scantling. The Chiefs have the first lead in the Super Bowl. But not because of Pat Mahomes I- implicitly. I just, I think this is the best coaching job that Andy Reid has done. The Chiefs offense hasn't been as good as they've been in years past, but they're playing their best football to date. I like the Chiefs, man. How about a little overtime from Las Vegas? Wouldn't expect any different. Nick Wright. Let's talk about why the Chiefs are going to kick the Niners at. My favorite Mahomes anecdote ever is he had one of those devices that measures your heart rate on during the epic overtime divisional round game against Buffalo from a couple years ago. Mahomes only had an elevated heart rate when he was on the sideline. So he got anxious and nervous when he couldn't when control Josh it. Allen had the ball. And once he got the ball, he was calm. That speaks to who he is. So here you go, Tony. Touchdown drive would win the Super Bowl. Well, you have the right guy to do it. You think he's comfortable in this situation? Patrick Mahomes has turned himself into the best of whatever the situation demands. Mahomes cradles it and goes down to the 13-yard line. He cut the tension with a knife everywhere. There's both sides of the ball, but I can tell you right now, he knows how to win the game. He knows when to be aggressive, when not to be. In the shotgun, Mahomes, four-man front, receiver in motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown, it's caught. Harvick caught the ball, the Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won. Jackpot, Kansas City, for the first time. In 6,944 days, there is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs. Game-winning drive of Mahomes' career. He's been waiting for his one Super Bowl, but he's never had it in an overtime. He is the best. He is the standard. Your Michael Jordan wins it again. How about a little? Hey, Elvis never had it better than that right there. Let me tell you. One, two, three. Here we go, Tim. Here we go. Here we go, Tim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Oh, what a Super Bowl. It was weird. It was tense. It was entertaining. It was ultimately, I think, very satisfying based on late-game execution and high-level plays being made. Instead of uh, focusing on mistakes, it was about plays that were made. I thought it was great. Yep, me too. Um, That opened when it played for the first time at about 2.20. I didn't know who that was doing Viva Las Vegas, the Elvis Presley Classic. And a texture pointed out, it's the Dead Kennedys, like punk legends, the Dead Kennedys. That is a deep and weird, awesome pull by our guy, uh, Chris Tannehill. Vegas, very much a part of the story. Thought the week was going to be weirder, you know? Wish we were there. Then we might have been able to talk to Wayne Newton and our guy Carrot Top and uh, several others. That would have been great. Some of the the Vegas regulars. But overall, the influx of... The Super Bowl into Vegas seemed like a very successful endeavor. I thought it was spectacular. And, uh, man, we're clear. We're going to have some crack slippers. 
tomorrow because that's what happens when you have uh, that much content. So we'll have, we're not going to get to everything here today, but there was the big unveiling of Pole's position at 3 o'clock, and we are going to be giving you the opportunity to weigh in on the quarterback debate in Chicago. We are hosting a QB1 town hall. Uh, what is that, a week from Wednesday? Yeah, any tickets laying around? Let me know. On the 21st at the Blue Cross Blue Shield performance stage. And if you are the first caller. Or if you just like me, call. The, the 10th caller or the 13th caller. Oh, I, I'm not going to count. That's like, Justin like, Fields' no, number. This line. Drake May's number and Caleb Williams' number. you got to call the contest line, 312-540-0670. Yeah. We're going to be hosting an event with you, the listeners, that you could come and you can do like live debates with us. Yeah. Basically, they think of it like live calls, but we're also going to have quarterback experts on from all sides of the debate. But I will say, and if you're watching on Twitch or YouTube or if you're on the internet, uh, I did custom order a Caleb Williams Bears 13 jersey that I debuted today. And many of you love it, and many of you are very angry online. Oh, the anger is quite something. They're very angry. A lot of people feeling uh, disrespected on behalf of Justin Fields (laughs) somehow. Yeah, that seems very silly to me. Well, you know, he is still technically the quarterback. He is uh, is still technically. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. This is called a prediction. In the form of a jersey. That's all it is. It's, it not, is. it's not a personal affront to Justin Fields. It is a $170 yeah. investment as a prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's all. That's all. That's yeah. all. But people are very angry. That's Which is, I suppose, okay. Yeah. Well, um, the, we should invite them to uh, try and qualify to come to the town hall. Because that's what the, the spirit of the town hall is open, civil debate. Um, and perhaps uh, directly in person. And, and we should have that. And uh, and very much help promote that. So a week from Wednesday, uh, that will be. And we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens if there's any news between now and then in terms of the Bears' intentions. But most everybody in the business feels like they're going to take Caleb Williams and trade Justin Fields. I have seen very little other um, information kind of theorized by the pundits no, out there. You no, know, and that will, will – no, I don't think so. I mean – there's all the digging that needs to be done. There was the thing that Schefter floated about they'll carry two quarterbacks on the roster. I'd be floored. I'd put that at 1% uh, that Fields and Caleb would be on the roster mm-hmm. uh, together next year. But we'll get a ton more stuff, and we'll get disinformation and real information, and we'll get a ton of stuff between between now and the draft. But you've been teasing me all day with uh, you and me having some sort of big disagreement out of out of the Super Bowl. So here's the thing. Um, quarterbacks, I thought Kurt Warner was great earlier in the day. Yeah, he was great. On our show, talking about what the quarterback needs to have and how Mahomes has every uh, club in the golf bag. He's got the pocket passer stuff. He's got the scrambling stuff. He can run. He can also, of course, create with serious arm strength while on the run. Brock Purdy struggles with creating on the run and having enough arm strength to really make some of the kind of hero improvisational throws that a lot of other quarterbacks can make. He struggles with that stuff. But that dude in the pocket, you saw it yesterday, and Romo talked a lot about it, and other people have talked about it, was going to ask Kurt about it, but he's talked about it before the quickness with which Brock Purdy goes through his progressions with full comprehension and then makes the decision and is accurate as hell is really, really high level. It, It just is. 
And then he can do some stuff with his legs. He can create a little bit. He didn't do a lot of that yesterday, but he's not great at that. He's not. And he's not as good of an athlete as you'd like to have in that position to do all that stuff. But man, that dude's brain, and it's difficult to quantify. It's one of the most difficult things to scout and quantify for an NFL quarterback. But you can see, and I trust people who are way smarter than me talking about quarterbacks, he moves on so fast, whether it's getting to the check down or whether it's getting to his third or fourth read, and then he sees him in that split second, and he gets him the ball. Steve Spagnolo admitted yesterday after the game, and this is an Albert Breer's piece, that Purdy was way better against the zone defense than he expected because that was talked about a lot during the week leading up is that man you put him against zones he'll get he'll get killed Spagnolo said the zones they're wide outs and the quarterback are so good at their timing and Brock Purdy is really good said Spagnolo after the game he knew when we were in certain things and he found seams Think back to that first half that you watched. You saw it, right? A couple times, guys going on deep crosses, and Purdy's like, man, look, he sees that guy, and he timed it perfectly. Spagnolo had to change things up at, at halftime because Purdy was beating them in the zone way better than he thought. So I think Purdy has not gotten enough credit for that because of the system and the supporting cast and everything. I think that dude is really, really good as a pocket passer and played his ass off last night. He had a very good game. Uh, you know, a couple of throws in danger that were not intercepted, but that is going to happen to everybody every game. Um, he also missed people deep. He made some terrible misses yeah. that that cost them for sure. I, I, I think that he is better than I thought. Like Kurt Warner has said, it's impossible to know what he would be without four first-team All-Pros on offense. That's crazy. That's just that's a crazy thing. So I I don't know. And when he gets paid, and some of those guys either age out or not, or you can't have that super team around him, will he be the guy that elevates? He's crazy poised. He moves in the pocket really well. I think really Ro- well. I think I think Romo showed that pretty well during the broadcast last night of He's not the most mobile guy in the world, but just taking two steps to the left and then moving the pocket, feeling the rush, eyes in the back of his head, that sort of thing. Very impressive. Extending a play. That's so guys can get deeper on their patterns and get further to the open spots. Yeah, so, I mean, I he's clearly better than I thought he was. I don't think he – I still think that what happened with him was that he got caught up in the sports take industrial complex and people retreated to their corners, but it was a – reaction and it's a chicken or the egg thing which came first like the over-the-top negative purdy stuff or the -the over-the-top positive praise from him and we'd have to like trace it all back to the original but i think people just heard stuff that was too extreme and then they kept going to more and more and more extreme corners but then the gambling market that's unbiased said he was the favorite to be league mvp in week 15 and that to me, is still ridiculous. Well, the gambling market is just predicting what they think the sentiment is going to be for voted awards in I, that no, way. I, I know, but that is ridiculous. That and, and then that he's only not inflamed. more valuable to the Niners than Lamar Jackson Amen. to the Ravens or Josh Allen to the Bills or Mahomes to the Chiefs or McCaffrey to the Niners. Right. You know, and so that that's where, for me, I got more emboldened on it. I was like, okay, wait a minute. He clearly is better than I thought he would. I'm willing to entertain a Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, 
Like the comps yesterday that I was reading from people after the game were Drew Brees. That, that, that strikes me as ridiculous. That Drew Brees lacked the arm strength to do much in terms of improvisation and on the move. Yeah. And and Purdy lacks the arm strength to do much. So he needs a great system. He needs a great play caller. But I don't think you can just explain away his success with context, which I, I believe has been the faulty um, methodology applied by the first take industrial complex or whatever. But like, and, and so I think about our history of talking about it in terms of our history of talking about it. When Purdy replaced Garoppolo back at the beginning, I remember you were dubious then. And I was kind of believing it because I believe in the good story. And I'm like, well, maybe there is some stuff here. And now we get further along and it's not just one or the other. It's not just the poles of conversation. It's not just he's bad and context is making him what he is, or he's great and he would succeed anywhere. It's it's in the middle. It's in the middle, and maybe we'll never get to know exactly without all the context. But that dude is good, and he is showing it. And I I I I, I was very very impressed with his poise and with his accuracy last night. He um, makes nine hundred grand this year. The Chiefs spend twenty four percent of their salary cap on quarterback, which is I think second highest in the NFL this wow. year. It was either second or third highest in the 20, NFL. Twenty four percent for the Chiefs. What is it for the Niners? I mean. I'm, bottom I, I, I don't know I can I can one percent or whatever yeah, it is. yeah right. but I think I think that that is it's a factor but right it is right but also because of Mahomes's greatness mm-hmm. it now he is a unicorn he is special he is a one of one I understand that Caleb Williams even if he has an archetype like Mahomes it's more likely that he might be a Dak Prescott or a Kyler Murray or a Deshaun sure. Watson or whomever but like the idea of shooting for that level of greatness where you're thrilled to pay him, he's worth being paid, he makes everyone better, and it does, and you absolutely can still win when he's expensive because he makes everyone else around you great. That's hard. That and it's by far the most valuable thing. Yeah, no, it, it is. I, I totally agree. But but here in this moment, what he's been, and now as you're building a team, and if if one of your th- thoughts is like, well. Do I keep going with Debo Samuel or do I bank on the improvement of Brandon Ayuk and draft a wide receiver and stop paying Debo Samuel so I can pay Brock Purdy? Right? Like the thing. Th- oh, and he's cheap again for next year, yeah. no matter what. They can't extend him next year. But those kind of decisions are are really interesting ones. And and you were talking about like coming into this week that maybe he's like playing for his job. I thought last it was. Night. A, I mean, what if he would have thrown? What if he had the exact game that he had against Baltimore last night? Then then that might have been in play. That's not ridiculous. That was four weeks ago. And he he threw four picks. It was awful. Absolutely awful. I hear you. You know, I I just, what if Kendall Vildor intercepts that ball? Then they're not here. And do you think it's completely ridiculous? Then he doesn't get to show what he did in the Super Bowl. Then you think it's completely ridiculous that they look to move on? Well, it depends on who it is. If it's Kirk Cousins wanting to come and reunite with Kyle Shanahan, then, yeah, maybe he does move on. So You know what I mean? So, so it is flimsy. That's, I that's That's sports. But it, it is sports. It's also quarterback. It's a crazy high bar that we set where the Dolphins are wondering if they need to move on from Tua, you know, where, where the Niners consider it, where all of a sudden Philly fans are like, did we screw up by paying Jalen Hurts? Like, what? What a a ridiculous formula in the NFL. Yeah. It's why people talk about wanting a separate salary cap for quarterbacks. Sometimes. Which, yeah, which won't happen. Right, but but it, but it creates such a massive issue for team building. And and I I heard Lawrence say, you know, everyone's chasing Mahomes, you know, there's only one. And he is a hundred percent right. 
But that doesn't mean you don't try for greatness at the position and that you're not thrilled to pay Joe Burrow or you're not thrilled to pay Josh Allen or you're not thrilled to pay Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But you got to know. You're thrilled to pay those guys. It's what Josh Lucas said to us in the studio. Like, like you you can't pay good like they're great. Yeah. It will get you killed. It will get you fired. You just can't do it. And that's, I think, what San Francisco might run into with Purdy. Yeah. But to Kurt Warner's point, to I think the point you're making now – they don't have to make that decision for another year. And maybe next year they'll be in the Super Bowl again. Yep. So Spagnolo's quotes about how good Purdy was and how he had to make the adjustments against the zone was compelling. And then this stat, 12 for 18 for 131 yards and a touchdown when he was blitzed yesterday. It was Brock Purdy. So some good stuff. Um, I had a live betting experience. Go ahead. When we were talking about that yesterday on uh, at Benchmark, you know, I kept thinking about it. And during the game, as soon as Juwan Jennings caught the touchdown pass, I was like, all right, now dude has thrown a touchdown pass and caught a touchdown pass. If the Niners win, he's going to get MVP. So as soon as he catches that touchdown pass, I jump on FanDuel thinking, man, I've got this. Yeah. Right? And I jump on it, and I go to click on him for MVP, and there's locks. There's locks right, on of it. of course. Right away, there's locks on everything. But then the locks come off, and it said plus 13,000 for Juwan Jennings okay. to, to win MVP. And I'm like, I can still get it. I can still get it. So I hit the button. I put $20 in there, and I go to place the bet. And by then, it came way down. It was 20 to win 70. So whatever that is. <laughs> three and a half to one. Yeah. <laughs> plus 350. Came way down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From plus 13,000 to plus 350. So I thought I was going to beat him, Danny, and I didn't beat you, him. You don't beat him. I, but I thought I was, but man. You, but you don't. And you don't. You, you don't. And then, I don't know if you watched the rest of the game, the Chiefs actually won. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't win MVP and anyway. So I lost that 20 bucks in general. Well, you still put it on him at plus 350? Yeah. Because I because th- I thought he was going to win. Because I thought the Niners were going to win. That is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Because that means, yeah. hey, I thought a hundred and thirty to one was value. Yeah. Oh, you're only giving me three and a half to one. I'll take it. <laughs> that are you is, saying? That I'm wider in inc- business. That is incredible. All right, let me give you another one in that regard. <laughs> yeah, that's. I bet ten dollars. Go on. Uh, on any non-quarterback to throw a touchdown pass. That happens. So I won 350 bucks. Amazing. Great. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you, thank you very much. And I my- watched someone lose 1700 on that last night. Uh, on that on that Yes. That on one? that prop. How? He, or, like you know, he said he said bet. he said no or whatever. Yes. And he with, bet, with it, someone bet, else, bet a ton like, to win a little. At 15 wow. to 1 something like that and yeah, I watched it happen. Wow. Tough scene. Yeah. You pay up on the spot? Yeah. Oh, Ooh, boy. Yeah. We, we all scene. saw the Venmo. That, that, that is He rough. paid it, 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 either fifteen or 1700 Yeah, that'll wow. happen if you lay lay big juice on a favorite. So, so I, I, I won three fifty. so I had 35 to 1 on a $10 bet. And my first thought was, yeah! And my second thought was, eh, I should have bet more on that. That was my second thought. That's gambling also. I should have bet wins, more on that. The wins are not nearly as celebrated. I was and like, it's just, why oh, I could have done more. Because I sprinkled money around $10 here, $20 there. Like, oh, why didn't I bet $20 on that? Then today, that would have been 700 That's yeah. how they get you, isn't it? It is. This is how it happens, folks. That's amazing. Yeah. Those are two. I have a competition problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Competition problem.
You like you like both of those in terms of me being a fish? Yeah, they're both really good. Trouble? I can't decide which one I like more. <laughs> I think I no. I think the, the the ten that it should have been you should have bet more on it is every gambler. Everybody can relate. Every gambler every ever has been in that spot for every win. But thinking one hundred and thirty to one is value. Yeah, they're offering me three and a half to one. Meh. I th- I I'll sh- take it anyway. I was sure he's going to win MVP. He just, uh, he just caught a touchdown pass yeah. in addition to throwing one. Right. If they win, he's getting MVP. Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So, yeah. Okay. But I'm just, but, just happened that they didn't win. That the, was the problem. The, the, yeah, right. But that's baked into the price <laughs> that it's possible that they oh, don't win. Interesting. <laughs> so, okay. Well, where were you in my time I, of need? I wasn't I wasn't consulted I, on if were not. three and a half to one on Jawan Jennings was a good price it for was, Super Bowl MVP. At that point. I wasn't consulted. Not a great price, I guess. <laughs> no, you were. Uh, oh, man. Whatever. Uh, so it's always a sideshow. And this year, there, there were so many things that I just have genuine questions about for the room. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I was listening to those two gizmos giving you a hard time. And Are we talking Parkinson Spiegel? You got My it. guys, yeah. Afternoons on the score. The one play, red zone touchdown pass to Valdez Scantling. Oh, there we got Doink. Cam in action. So it hits the goal post. No, we don't, Jim. Nobody was more excited about Doink Camp than me. Not Doink Camp. That's a place that I haven't been. But Doink Cam, excuse me. I was so excited. I, I talked about it Friday. You were annoyed, Danny. I talked about it yesterday. Every host was annoyed that I was excited about Doink Cam. Then we get an actual Doink in the freaking Super Bowl. And Jim Nance says, oh, we've got Doink Cam but that was just the microphone picking it up. They went to a replay. I forget what they replayed as they went to a break, but it wasn't the doink from the doink cam. Well, because it wasn't a doink on a field goal. It was a doink on a kickoff. So no one cares about that doink. It was, it's the lesser doink. You can't bank on a field goal doink. If you have the opportunity, you must use the doink cam. But I think you Fred Gadelli said that. A famous, but you, you're a play-by-play guy. You're supposed to use 20% of your total prep. Oh, that's true. You can't force it in. Uh, so they have the, just because they have the technology doesn't mean they should use I the disagree. technology. I disagree. I disagree. You could say, you know, we, we were thinking we might get a doink on a field goal, and we'll see the game is still young. But in the meantime, this is what it looked like from doink cam. The right. Scantling. Oh, there we got doink. Cam in action. So it hits the goalpost. My parents sent me to Doink Camp when I was a kid, and I was like, no, I don't no, have to go. I don't want to go. I don't have to go. And like, the, I'm fine. The older kids just banged your head against the goalpost the entire time. Yeah, and then I killed all of them oh, God. last year. That explains a lot. Wow. But the, the, all like, my most recent murders. How, 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 wow. Wow. Huh, Danny? Okay. How about, how about Wow. It's <laughs> a lot of murders. Man. Take how, off your Caleb Williams jersey, dude. He's not coming here. Here's the thing. He's going wow. to Washington. I don't even wear jerseys. This is the last time I'll wear it. It's going to hang here. It's going to hang here. You're not going to wear it for the, the oh, QB1? Tell that to Molly. It's not going to hang here. It's going to hang here. You're not going to wear I mean, it no, for no, the... No, no, no. Not during their shows. I'm going to bring it in and hang it up every day. Are you going to come in here and, like, take it down at 6 o'clock? That's... Or w- when does Dustin do his fake show? When does that start? <laughs> 
five. I don't think he's going to leave it here at the end yep. of our show. The pre-show, yeah. Yep. No, no, no. This, this is valuable. show at 5.30. This is valuable. People. It's very much a real show. I've heard it myself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, people, technically. I'm often awake at that time as well. He does do a show. People In a will, vest. People will steal this jersey. We have to. Don't you guys just get a locker here? Yeah, we have a locker. That's where we keep the bourbon. No, no, no. We're not putting that in my locker. Shut up, dude. Don't say that. All right, I'll bring in my own locker. put the wrong lock on the locker. And he's like, yo, I need a lock cutter. I was like, all right, no problem. Let me break that steel for you, brother. No, you're strong. Wow. So, yeah, no doubt. What a moment. What what were the other uh, sideshows you wanted to ask about? Well, I mean, okay. The commercials. What do we think it costs, Michelob Ultra, to get messy to do a commercial and then to make good beer i don't or, know or, or 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 to get or to get ben affleck tom brady matt damon and j-lo for dunkin to donuts. do a commercial for dunkin donuts i don't know man but that was entertaining it, 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 and they sold the jumpsuits and apparently sold out so you're making some of your money back yeah. but so it's seven million to buy the spot they're not getting equity in Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Ten million, maybe, like in oh, talent alone. I'm not convinced that Affleck's not getting equity because he's like in every commercial. Yeah, Affleck and Dunkin' is a very Boston company. Yeah, so, right. But so, so I mean, listen. If, if Ben Affleck gets equity in Dunkin' Donuts, or if he gets franchises in Boston or something, then obviously it's worth it. But. I don't think that you get, I don't think J-Lo, and I, I know she's with Ben Affleck. It's but, Affleck, man. Affleck is the draw. But so Brady's just showing up to record a commercial for a million bucks. Hey, man, Brady yeah. is not inherently creative and likable. He's got a really good right. creative team behind him, strategically putting him in places to try and make him more likable. That's a smart association. You want to be with, with Affleck and Damon, and you want to be on a Super Bowl commercial. All right, so Messi needs the likability? He's, he's worth <sighs> no. over a... He's worth over a billion dollars. What, what maybe Messi, get him, maybe get Messi just wants it, you know? That that soccer commercial, that I didn't realize that what it even was for. I just it was wrote for, it down. They were playing soccer it's on the beach sport. With, J, with Jason Sudeikis, and there was yeah. another celebrity in there, Yeah, too. well, because it's Lionel Messi, and then it's Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis, and then at the end, for some reason, it's Dan Marino. And I'm wondering, why is Dan Miami. Marino? Miami. Okay. But, oh, yeah. Okay, it is Miami. Okay. Yeah, that's why they're doing but it. But he was in the Eminem commercial, too, for the almost Super Bowl. Yes. People, which he I thought I thought that was funny. And there was so, a lot going on in that commercial. There was a lot going on in that commercial. I thought it was pretty good, actually. And the But there's two Marinos. We have, when's the last time we had Marino in a commercial in a Super Bowl? When's the last time we had Marino in a Super Bowl in general? Not at <laughs> Long all, time. right? Yeah, one time. How about sports, huh, Tanny? Yeah, good t- good sports take. This drunk guy over here. <laughs> I, I don't like that. Oh, you don't? No. All right, well, we love the murder jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Best commercial, Christopher Walken, BMW. I don't like being here. Oh, no, it started so positive. You were oh, so no. drunk and happy for being I here. Wasn't dr- drunk on happiness is what I said. Damn, dude. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where's the bourbon? My mom's going to be so mad. Well, I mean, yeah. Showed up to work hammered. The Christopher Walken. Where everybody's in, in, imitating Christopher Walken. That's good. right. It's the real deal. 100% electric. It's the real deal. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Enjoy your coffee. Careful. It's hot. Okay, thanks. 
Your dog's so cute. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, so adorable. Yeah, wow. Yeah, right. We both know it's the man makes the clothes. You know, you look nice. Okay, we done? Hello, Mr. Walken. Does this table work for you? Yeah. Yeah. Did someone say yeah? Don't you got somewhere to be? Yeah. <laughs> oh. There's only one Christopher Walken and only one ultimate driving machine. The rest are just imitations. Come on. I thought that commercial was perfect. It was pretty great. Everyone loves Christopher Walken. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows someone that does an over-the-top Walken impression, so the concept of Walken having impressions done to him is funny. Mm -hmm. Then there's the chance that there's staying power for the commercial. Oh, you're at a Super Bowl, Super Bowl party. You see it. Someone breaks out their bad Walken impression. You go home later. Hey, wasn't that funny when yeah. Bill did the Walken? Oh, yeah, it was for the BMW commercial. That was a great... Uh, Christopher Walken, always, uh, yes. always a hit. That was a great commercial. <laughs> what was that guy's Mark name? Shinowski, that's Whispers. Mark Shinowski. Mark Shinowski, Whispers. <laughs> yeah, Whispers, Stacey King's guy. Uh, He's the quiet producer. <laughs> yeah. God, I bet you guys wish you had quiet producers. Huh? <laughs> How about that? Just, huh? just some of the time. Afternoons. Just some of the time. Hey, we've got Pat Mahomes from Disneyland. All right, so when, it speaks. When's the last time you wanted a quiet producer? Um... God, when was the Tom Brady's penis stuff that you offered? Today. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's when it was. <laughs> I thought that was good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, oh I thought God. the State Farm Arnold spot with the, because uh, it, it, it was, what, it, it, what was the word that he, that he couldn't say? Because I remember, like, it was the. Uh, he, you see it stuck. Yeah, well, we, this woman <laughs> is in labor. It, yes. was, it was funny. Like, they kept finding random ways for him to actually have to say that vowel sound, and then they hired uh, Danny DeVito to come join him Which at the end great. of that. Yeah. Thought that was good. What was with the um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. commercial? It's always good when you have to apologize to your family for a Super Bowl commercial, which is what our Wait, did he? Oh, yeah. Because that's JFK's jingle? That's a real jingle? Yes. It free Was it a JFK jingle or an old RFK jingle? JFK. I don't know. JFK. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was freaky. Uh, hold on. I will... I am so sorry if the Super Bowl advertisement caused anyone in my family pain. The ad was created and aired by the American Values Super PAC without any involvement or approval from my campaign. Wow. Sure. FEC rules prohibit Super PACs from <laughs> consulting with me or my staff. I love you all. God bless you. That is a soft apology. That is a, uh, yeah, that's trying to appeal to everybody kind well, of apology. Well, because you think he, that you 100% th knew about it. Well, of course. yeah, right. You think, you think that the Super PAC spent $7 million to make a commercial for him and he didn't see it ahead of time? Mm. It's completely ridiculous. But, yeah, so because he had family members and, you know, nieces and stuff of yeah. the, the uh, of JFK and um, uh, Bobby Kennedy coming out and saying that it was tasteless and inappropriate. Yeah. How was it? That was a wild commercial. So uh, the the one for T-Mobile, like magenta status or whatever, what's Bradley Cooper doing in there as a bit player in like in in that commercial? I, it's Bradley Cooper. He's a freaking auteur making, writing, starring in, and directing movies. I, 
It's Dude, crazy. I, I don't know. Larry David was in a crypto commercial last and year. And he made $10 million for it. And, and now he's in the lawsuit with FTX because it was all a scam. And apparently Ben Affleck made $10 million last year on his Super Bowl commercial. Speaks, do you remember when we That's saw so the lawsuit with FTX at uh, the <laughs> Metro last year? Do you remember that show I, you and I went to? I was I was more wasted than you, Matt. Yeah, I was. All right, see, see, now and I'm not going to talk. I'm not talking anymore. Oh, no. I'm done. Come back. Oh, oh, oh you want that? We'll oh, see. Oh, no. We'll see. Hey, listeners, go ahead and tweet Danny Parkins if you don't want me to talk. Dude, my mentions are already a dumpster fire. Okay, why don't you ju- jump into the water? Danny's having an interesting day on the internet. <laughs> Do that, listeners. Yeah, go ahead. Mm. Come on in. If you don't want me to talk, I will kill myself right oh. now. Oh. On the yes. Twitch stream, team. I'll do it. Join us in Twitch prayer this Lent. <laughs> Stay prayed up. It was just, it was like, it was, it was, it was, it was whiplash. The Super Bowl commercials. Yes, they were. Jesus and washing feet and, oh, no. and in excess in one of the in the he gets us spot. How does? How does Michael Hutchins, uh, well, I don't know how he feels about it because he's dead, but like, I wonder how his family would feel about Talk it. Talk to the White Sox, dude. They run that ad behind home plate yeah. all year. Yes. Yeah, no, they spend big they money. They do that. They spend big money on brainwashing. I'm sorry. Red freed my head when we went to the 108 live podcast taping, and they were throwing out ideas for new White Sox podcasts. I think it was Cherizi said, he gets us. Think about it every day. Candy, don't don't talk though. Like say that to them before the show. No, no, that's really good. And then they can say it. That was really good. Join us in prayer this Lent on Hallow. Stay prayed up. Stay prayed up. And then God bless the Lord, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's the message of the commercial. No. <laughs> what? Oh, we crashed and burned. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. Sorry, the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Been a long four hours. Afternoons on the score. Well, we're halfway through the second quarter. All we have on the board is a field goal. Take it to the commercial there, Mr. Ramon. <laughs> Little people, Las Vegas. Give it to us, Jimmy. After a team studies you for two weeks, you know your coach knows what he's doing. Kelsey is ready to party if they can actually hold on to this one. <laughs> well, you got to fight for your right. You know that. <laughs> he said it after each AFC Championship game. Yes, that on the platform. Yep. Did you ever pa- pass along our music songs? Wow. I missed some of that. Didn't realize how much you sang. You know how I feel about broadcasters who sing, like on air, just breaking a song. Bunch of jackasses. That's what I think. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought that's the likable side of Tony Romo. What about when they do play-by-play on top of that? <laughs> that's know? the part. How yeah. dare they? How dare they? I, I knew what you were saying, Speaks. Thank you. Thank you, Shane. Tony Romo's a weirdo. I think he's just a very weird, odd duck. He sucks. I I don't agree that he entirely sucks. He is the the worst of the big game analysts right now. I didn't think he entirely sucked yesterday, but he is odd. Like, building chemistry with him must be a really difficult thing to do. Yeah, and it's also, uh, he's 
getting worse. You know, it's not, and part of it's criticism, and it's part of it's groupthink and all of that, and I thought he actually overall had a pretty good day yesterday, again, by his standards, but uh, Nance likes him, CBS supports him, they coach him, clearly, he was more toned down yesterday, and the president yeah. of CBS Sports said that during the week, but Olsen's not replacing him, he's not going anywhere, he gets, he had a $180 million 10-year deal fully guaranteed. And he took a week off this year when Nance had an obligation with some golf thing or whatever. So, like, he gets a million dollars a game. Was it the Masters? He's not going anywhere. You wonder uh, if CBS is going to designate That's not during NFL season. That's during April. If CBS is going to designate him for assignment at some point and eat his money, you know? I don't. I wonder if they're going to have to. I'm going to go ahead and say that he will not finish out that contract. I'm going to go ahead and call that right now. It's just an oddness thing. His commitment level is, has been in question last year, not this year. And just, I, I'm going to go ahead and say he will not finish that deal as the number one analyst for CBS on the NFL. I think he likely will. I mean, maybe with a year left or something he retires, but... Margarita bet. Margarita bet. I'll pay it up in six years. All right. See well, you then. So, sound, sounds good. Oh, God, we'll be... Imagine have good, Wani pay We'll be two Super Bowls in. never paid be two Super Bowls into Caleb Williams's career by then. <laughs> That's pretty he cool. Sucks too, dude. That's like, pretty like, cool. I, I know we're just starting Pole's position now, but like you have enough time to get off of that train. I, I, he sucks. I don't think I do, buddy. He sucks. I don't think I do. Okay. All right. Well, it's Jaden Daniels or you, Justin Fields. You're making a pretty sophisticated argument over there, though. Yeah, I know a <laughs> lot about football. So, thank yous to Kurt Warner. Who was on the show today? Kevin Lapka, Connor O'Donnell. Do a great job, those guys. Twitch chef, video stream, the digital content at the score has gotten so much better since they've gotten involved. Fantastic stuff. Shane Reardon is our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Sober up. Chris Tannehill makes us sound better than we are each and every day. For Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkins and Spiegel. This is the score. Hey, to the world, yours truly. Well, it's the day after the Super Bowl. I'm a little sad. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. 
in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.